This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up everybody? Welcome to day two of this new experiment that we're running. This is the Only Friends podcast. I'm joined by six of my closest friends, young Landon Tice, the prince, Tice is nice, Pudog Melissa joining me here, Conrad the Laugh Track, my boy Brian Like Seven Lamana, Andre behind the scenes working all of the lower thirds as we speak, and then finally my co-host, the one and only Christian Soto. We're back, man. I heard you had a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, I got violated today. There's good and bads to that. No, 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 no. First of all, the word violation or violated in this instance means unwilling participant. I, okay. I want. I made that. a mistake. All right, I made. All right, backstory. I peed blood. One time in January, I peed a blood clot. I didn't think it was a big deal. What? I didn't think it was a big deal. And then I started asking some other people, and they were like, yeah, this is a big fucking deal. And I'm like, well, like, you know, my body is a temple. It was just clearly releasing some extra blood that we didn't need. My body is a temple sounds like some astrology, but go ahead. All right, relax. Facts. Uh, so after a lot of arm twisting, I went and got it checked out. I uh, went to the urologist and he said, okay, we're going to get you a CAT scan, see if you have a kidney stone, and uh, I'm going to shove a camera up your pee hole the next time you come in here. And I go, whoa, 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 doc, let's slow down for a second. <laughs> Maybe the image will just tell us all we need to know. I don't know. He's like, no, precautionary thing. We have to do this. I'm like, okay, fine. So uh, that was like January 14th. Schedule my... What the hell, Exactly, dude? exactly. Oh. This is my point. So I scheduled the CAT scan. I get it like three days later, and now I go to schedule my follow-up appointment with the urologist, and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm booked till March 16th. You could literally just die by then. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, hey, you're telling me that I have to get this procedure done because it's that big of a deal, and then you're also saying like, but wait two months. You got some poker player insurance. I, I just got insurance. <laughs> Uh, so I booked the appointment and like, as this morning, like as I was waking up this morning, trying to decide if I should even go or not, mm. because it's been two months. I haven't peed blood since seems like everything's probably fine. Um, I'm looking at the paper and it tells me I have a hundred dollar cancellation fee and to get the procedure done, <laughs> got you. to get the procedure done is $150 of, of my deductible. And I'm love just it. like, God damn it. Like, like, I got you. I can't yeah. pass on a bargain. So I go. And I'm thinking like, okay, it's always set up to be worse than it actually is, right? Like they just, they, they really try to prep the mind and let, you know, he's like, you know, I've had this done myself. It's an uncomfortable 90 seconds. You'll live, but I'm telling you it's uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Okay. Like can't be that bad. So I go in there, they go, pull your pants down around your ankles and lay on that bed. And I'm like, okay, you, you got it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like some military shit. So this <laughs> prison. Like, so I, I lay down. This nurse grabs my dick and just like slaps a bunch of lidocaine on it to numb it up. 
And he goes, doctor will be in a few minutes and just like leaves. I'm like, all right, cool. 45 minutes later, he comes staggering in like it's just no big deal. Like I haven't just been laying there with my shit out. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. It's the first time in your life you haven't felt your dick, right? It didn't even go numb. (laughs) It didn't even go numb. Like I don't even know. I think she just put water on it. It's like some fucking pseudo effect nonsense. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Let's get this over with, please. So now he comes in with another nurse. Like, well, what do you need an extra set of hands for here? Like, I don't need the whole world. Well, they have to, like, watch to make sure that nothing shady happens. No, she's right? just holding my dick the whole time. Yeah, but someone has to watch that. You know? oh, oh, she has yeah, to make sure like, he's not doing anything. It's like it's He's like jamming an instrument in I my mean, pee hole, man. I think any time that there's, like, something like that, someone has to be present. Okay, well, I got to tell you, I would have been more comfortable if she wasn't there. But in any event, he pulls up this camera that Audrey just showed you, and... By the way, at least five times in circumference of what I was expecting. I was expecting like a fiber optic cable, you know, like something like thread thin. No, 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 no. This thing is girthy. And I'm just like, you're going to put that in there? And he's like, he's like, take a deep breath. Whoop. (laughs) I'm just like, yo. (laughs) That's crazy. Actually, was it that bad? Uh, initially, like the insertion part, the, the lidocaine probably did numb me or whatever. Didn't really feel anything. And he's like going through. He's like, your urethra looks fine. Yada, yada, yada. He's like showing me on the, on, I'm watching this no, live bro, action. That's not for me. He's like watching live action, you know. And he goes, uh, okay, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath and wiggle your toes. This part's going to be uncomfortable. I'm like, this part? What are we about to do? <laughs> And so I listen, I take a deep breath, I start wiggling my toes and he just starts jamming. And I'm like, that is a weird sensation. He goes, oh, you're tough. I know that doesn't feel good. And I'm like, doesn't feel like it felt, you know, when you're like, have to pee to the point that you're going to explode. Yeah. It felt like that only with like sharp pinches at the same time. And it was exiting the urethra into the bladder. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's, that's definitely the worst part. Okay, now I'm going to flip the camera upside down. This is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, too. <laughs> so it just gets gradually more uncomfortable. Yeah, and so like okay, now he's doing like a 360 turn with the camera. Like, imagine. <laughs> my, man, my man is literally driving oh. inside of me. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my man is on a K-turn right now. Like, <laughs> he's like, there's your kidney. There's your kidney. That all looks great. Oh, uh, let's, let's take a look at the colon on the way out. Oh, is your poop hard? I'm like... Do we have to have this conversation right now, man? Like, maybe get this over That's with. That's nuts, dude. So he yanks it out, tells me everything's perfect. Basically, I wasted my time. Yep. And I was like, okay, this is great. I go to pee, and it's like knives. Like, Oh, really? The most painful thing I could imagine. That was by far the worst part. But uh, for the last hour, the reason why we're even getting a late start, I've just been, like, nauseous sitting here. I don't know why. Just uh, body trauma, I guess. Can't really handle the fact that a foreign object's been in me for the better part of <laughs> two is, minutes. Welcome to your 40s, man. Uh, the procedures only get worse from here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really five yeah. years away from uh, your first colonoscopy. We have to well. start That's them when we're 18. Girls have to start when they're 18, getting what? torture devices yeah, shoved yeah. up oh, our yeah, cervixes, yeah. I think, swirled I think around. Colonoscopy this fucking metal-looking toothbrush. No, pap smear. pap smear. She showed me yeah. the device. It looks like a fucking egg beater. It's not cool. <laughs> How do you it's like a spiky egg it? beater. What? Pap smear. A pap smear. Pap. I don't, you're P-A-P. the. 
P-A-P-S-M-E-A-R. Wow. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's what I would have went with. Yeah, Sounds phonetic. That's right. uh, I heard colonoscopies got better. They did something where you don't have to drink the barium now or something along those no, lines. No, you still got to prep. Like, you got to do the prep. I only know this because my girlfriend's a nurse mm-hmm. practitioner. But mm-hmm. you have to, um, it's like the night before you, you drink this stuff and it clears you all out. And then they, they put you under. But, I mean, I assume after you wake up, it's probably not so comfortable. It can't be. So you're good. I'm good. I have a clean bill of health, as all I right, expected. Man. Congratulations. That's, what, that's the most important thing. I mean, it's all yeah. about health and wellness. All right. Berkey's healthy. You know, Round of applause for good health. I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> if I could go back to this morning when I was weighing the EV of spending $100 to not yeah. go and paying 150 to get the procedure done, I would, I would have ate the, the 100 bucks. But it wouldn't have eaten at you, like, in your no. brain? I haven't thought about this twice. I, I forgot today was my appointment. I got a text message this morning. Like, All it's right. been two months. I'm not dead yet. What could possibly be wrong? It is, that is fair. Worst I mean, part? No idea where the blood came from. He's just like, oh, it's an anomaly. Like, yeah, it a fucking anomaly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, 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 this system is a little bit funny, man. I got this. I don't know if this looks too friendly. Oh, yeah, no. that's Whoa. That makes it look like a nice fluffy thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That is not Kidding. what she showed me. Yeah, no, it looks like a dish brush. Like, um, with the Wolfie, metal and the yeah. bristles, but it's smaller. And they shove it up your <clears throat> cervix and twist it around. And there's no, we don't get numbed. We don't get numbed or any of that sissy stuff. I didn't get <laughs> You think that they had some numbing agent in my bladder when they're jamming this five-inch cord in, in there? The, we get this, this speculum shoved in and they crank it open so that they can and then they you can see and you could feel the air breezing through your cervix and then and yo, what are go, the oh. topics for today yo this is crazy yeah, yeah, what that's are the, the topics speculum. for today <laughs> where, where are we going with this oh Let's, no i just see where you crank i think it. we're on medieval Ooh, torture yeah. devices and how they're used in the medical field no i'll take yeah. painful procedures for 800 please <laughs> fuck man all right, we, so where are we at? Well, there is some breaking news that we have to cover. This is the biggest thing that maybe has happened in our lifetime. Stop. Go ahead. Possibly ever in the history of man. 9-11. The Senate has passed a bill to allow daylight savings time forever. Let's, Let's go. fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go. No more getting dark at 445 in the Las Vegas Valley starting 2023. Don't get too excited. Why? Well, it still has to pass the, the House, no, it's gonna and it still no, has to, and Biden still has to sign it. That's an easy now, pass. Dude. We're just preemptively no, I mean, cheering. It's like pretty automatic. I don't want to rain anybody's parade, but you know how the uh, government works sometimes. The wheels but of justice. the fact that it did get passed with unanimous con- consent, you would think that it would go through the House pretty smoothly, and Biden would sign it. But I, I would hope so. Also, I think it's kind of funny that they said that um, it'll be beginning in November 2023. In all actuality, it will be beginning in March 2023. Because what happens is they just won't turn the clocks back well, in November. Right. So that's, that's when it... That's the start. That's the start. Well, technically, <laughs> the, the time would actually begin in March. It would just be official in November. Is there any objection sure. as to not pass this thing? No. There, there are like some old cranky people who are just like, ah, our kids are going to be waiting at the bus stop in the dark. Yeah, that's like the biggest argument is it's anyway. dark for the kids when they go to school, which I mean, I mean, it, it's Dude, it was dark anyway. Like, reasonable. Yo, first of all, why does school we don't want start them so freaking early? Why do they think early? predators are out no, at 7 o'clock? No, I don't think it's that. I think like, it's that's more, crazy. 
Like, I think it's more of them getting hit by cars. Like mm. kids are have to wake up at six to get there at seven. Yeah. Like it's nuts. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, they're children. Let I them be sleep. Able to do it yeah. That's all I'm saying. We don't I mean, do nine to three is yeah, fine. Ten, ten to five. I remember waking <laughs> four, up yeah. like and just going, fatigue. <laughs> fatigue. <laughs> also, school days are too long, but that's a that's nine a whole nother long. subject in and of itself. <laughs> nine I think nine to three would be like completely reasonable. It is nine to three. No, nah, it's like seven to three. My school started yeah. at like yeah. 8.30 to like, yeah, like 3.30. My homeroom was 7.20 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like high school changes everything. Like all of a sudden you're like there's like a very early. A like, homeroom for us was like 15 minutes. We sat through announcements and then they shipped yeah, us off to the next that, class. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But like sometimes the, the first class literally does start at 7.30. You really have to like. Yeah. I went to school from 3 to 6. He went to school for very few years. <laughs> he went to school for three to were six Were those years. grades or was that the time <laughs> yeah. that, that you were actually? That, that was his age. Six. He started in third yeah, grade. Yeah, he went to school from three to six. All right, All right so we got daylight savings times. Are we going to get it like, that, are we, 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 we going to switch to Celsius too? Like, I mean, the let's, metric let's, system. honestly, <laughs> no like, more Fahrenheit. look, I'm, I'm as much of an imperialist as they come, but like, we're the idiots. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we, we should, should be on the metric system. That. That's so much simpler. We're, we're really stupid for not knowing the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> the metric system makes so much sense. Like, right. Dude, like, on. honestly, if there's ever been a greater side of the arrogance of the American we're just dynasty. stubborn right now, right? Yeah, it's literally, the, yeah. it's literally the not switching over to the metric system. <laughs> right. It's just like, like, no, fuck zero, you. Yeah. The rest of the world will <laughs> bend to us. We're not going to learn another language and we're not going to, we're not going to adopt Celsius. Yeah, That's it. That's pretty incredible, man. Uh, Wait, what's big, the difference? Big, big, big news what's for... What's the difference? <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. You would learn that, 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 that grade <laughs> seven, Conrad, but you didn't make it that far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he only you, went grades three to six. Uh, so. Yeah. You learned oh, the metric system in like seventh grade, probably. So you almost got there. Fuck. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Let's you're, not you're listen, in, listen. You're, you're in America Florida. now. You know, you're in America, so you don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, all they teach you down there is bath salts and how to eat faces. That's yeah, true. you're out there in Florida. Like, yeah. don't. Yeah, F- Florida man <laughs> learns and understands metric system. <laughs> listen, that's, that's actually a headline. Yeah. Len went to private school. Let's get this right. Yeah. You went to private school? Absolutely. Yeah. You rich. <laughs> Do you see a shirt? <laughs> I bought this shirt myself. Landed. Excuse me. Private school landed. Let's go. Well, man and I, I got a scholarship. No, I we went to a very, very public. School. You know why? Because we're from the grizzled state of Pennsylvania, what? right? In the blue collar city That's of right. Pittsburgh, PA. Steel mill in every in every town. Every town, including Leechburg, Pennsylvania, right. is shut down now, and now it's mm-hmm. you know the drug mecca of the the rural valley. That's but what happens. Drug that is what happens, happens when the fact you guys don't close. even realize that he was like literally trying to transition. So like, uh, no, I was, but that that's fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, huge news for us. There's hope back in the valley again. We've replaced Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, you don't seem too excited. Well, in the words of uh, Taylor Swift, Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. Right. <laughs> Yo, and I mean, Mr. Visky is just a Band-Aid, just right? Never <laughs> Band-Aids that was- don't fix bullet holes. He is a $14 million dollar Band-Aid. Yeah, but he's Look, there for two years. I mean, he's... The Steelers paid him. Can we talk about his fact, saying? Yeah, like, why are we glossing over... We're right here, Why right? are we like, glossing we, over can that? Can we just like ignore... Are you guys questioning the genius of Tay-Tay? T Swift. T Swift. I wouldn't Swift. even know that that was like a Taylor Swift thing unless he said it. Um, oh well, write well, that one catch down. Up. Yeah. Wait, who's wait. the zoomer now, Melissa? By catch up like Heinz fifty seven. How is anybody excited about getting Mitch Trubisky? Okay, nobody, first of all, nobody. first of all, 
there's a lot of things to be excited for here. He made the Pro Bowl his second year. He was on a very bad Bears team. And a then what? he a very bad Bears team, Not Conrad. They were badly coached. Very bad team. Good team. Um and this guy was a, a second overall pick. We currently have two first rounders. We do. <laughs> in the quarterback stable yeah. between him and Haskins. Listen, Listen, there's no hope. The Steelers have, uh, honestly, since Bradshaw, I don't know that they've actually had a quarterback on their roster who was drafted in the first round. You know what's the worst thing that happened that Tom, for you guys, for Ben and all these people? What? Tom Brady came back. Uh, what are you talking about? He's in the NFL or the NFC. Doesn't matter. You're not going to win. It's over. What? They were going to get out of there. We have, anyway. yeah. we have Joe Burrows to worry about. Josh Allen to worry right. about. Yeah, we have Patrick bigger things to worry about. about. Brady is the least of our concerns <laughs> yeah. right now. Buddy. Yeah, we'll we got a lot better. In the we don't have to worry about the song, Sean Watson the as, a, as a Cleveland Brown because he oh, shut that down real quick. That's hilarious. There is nothing that makes me happier <laughs> than how inept the Cleveland Brown franchise is. Oh. It's incredible. I, I, I tweeted this yesterday that as a Pirates fan, who's been suffering pretty much my entire <laughs> life. It makes me so happy to see a franchise that's worsely or, or more worse off than the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. And the Cleveland Browns just managed to find a way to do it. Not only did they not sign Deshaun Watson, but now they've ran Baker Mayfield out of town. He's got to be so, yeah. The Detroit the Lions are, are, trying, are competing for that slot too. They had Barry Sanders at one point, at least. Like he retired. Oh, whatever. They also had Kelvin Johnson, who retired early. <laughs> he also was out. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. They had Matt Stafford, who also left and won a Super Bowl somewhere else. Yep. But hey, the whole point is they actually had talent come through. Cleveland is where talent goes to die. Oh, no, Beckham almost lost his career there. Yeah, no one has ever graduated out of Cleveland and done better elsewhere. No one. It's true. Conrad, you also retired early from school. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what type of transition wow. is this? Like, yo, you're just throwing low blows. I like, know that's what it is. No, I mean, really? it's just the AFC has consistently gotten better, and the Brown and Steelers have kind of stayed the same. Listen, like, we will have like a B tier. You know, look, they're not B tier. Steelers? They're not. Is that what just happened? Okay. Listen, listen. This is how I look at the Steelers. The Steelers are a legacy franchise. Yeah, you're goddamn right. It's like the Cowboys. Right, they're always going to be relevant, but like you guys are not like you know. Look, first it's B -tier. of all, first of all, it's B tier. Yeah. First of all, Jerry Jones took some bullshit marketing to make him self-proclaimed America's, team, America's yeah. team. Pittsburgh is America's no, team. No, no, Pittsburgh it's just oh, has heart. Man. It really Pittsburgh is. Dallas does not Steeler represent fans. the there every are really Steeler fans. Everywhere, there's a Steeler the bar in every single state. There's no, there's no, the bias no team like any no other team. It's only because if you were born in Pittsburgh, you just have this type yeah, of heart. Like, you're Conrad, literally Conrad. born. We represent the everyman, Conrad. You showed me a picture right. of a bunch of kids in a fucking <laughs> yeah. When you're born, you're born, when you're born, you get wrapped in a goddamn terrible towel. Right. I've had that since birth. Conrad, <laughs> since I'm birth, I'm gonna have to give him a plus one. My dad owned a Steelers bar in See? Florida. Uh -huh. How rich were you? Private school, like my God. you owned a Steelers bar, went to. Private you know what happens school? when you own a Steelers bar? Your kids go to private school. That's right. <laughs> no, the bar closed down because of some. Oh, some, there wasn't enough fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. No, no, no there's no, there some, some shady shit in the back there, room. Is what we're, we're happening. Gonna, that's, that's what were you the, doing in the back room? I that's where he plays first your poker game. That was your poker game. My dad was from. He's a ball from Baltimore, from Maryland, actually. Oh wow! wow. That there it is. That no solidifies it. Down. That solidifies it. No, it shut down for many other reasons. I'm not going to talk about it. Baltimore. 
No team sells more merchandise than the Steelers. No team has a longer wait list for season tickets. No team has a, has has Actually, their the own Packers would be bar. America's team because they're a public team. That's true. And no team is as mediocre that's, that's as the Steelers. I mean, You're it's getting also too like, I'm just saying it's not America's <laughs> team. They do refer going. to the Packers as the Steelers of the of the NFC. Stop saying the oh, Steelers. That's what they say. Hey, I, I didn't say it. They you know the best it. part about being friends with you? What? None of your sports teams are going to be relevant for the next decade. Bet me. It, oh, don't False. worry. We the Penguins are going to win a cup this year. What? The what? The Penguins. The what? The Pens. Have you not seen my Rangers? Are you absurd? <laughs> are you drunk? They're behind no. the Pens. Bro, they have matter. alcohol right in front of them. <laughs> Could be. So, yes. Oh yes, he is God, drunk. You, okay. All right. We well, can I'm bet that. I'm happy for you. We can bet that. Uh, the Steelers will have a top five defense this year, putting them in contention for sure. Well, in what? In contention. I can't wait to get. Listen, I, I talk shit on Trubisky, but like, this is what the Steelers do. They take people who you think might not be that great, that do have talent, and Jerome they, just, Bettis. they turn them. They turn them into superstars. That's they do it with literally every linebacker that comes through. Every single one, right? Literally every one. Yeah. I'm not gonna, so I'm not like. Gonna argue that. I mean, linebackers. They, I'm right, not gonna right. So you yeah. make it look. So so, so you have white guys. I do. I definitely have, have hope. I always yeah, yeah, have yeah, hope. hope I always have hope with the Steelers. <laughs> they get yeah. white guys as All linebackers right. just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> just to prove that they can make anybody the best linebacker. Steelers are awesome. Hold on, Ty. James Harrison got cut seven times. T.J. Watt as one of your linebackers. You're saying yeah, he's the best. They James Harrison is the all-time sack leader in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Think about that linebacking core. That is the man who leads the team history in sacks. He was cut seven times. Seven times this guy didn't even make training camp. Didn't he also say he That's wanted to hurt did. people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's something wrong They call him Debo. This. His <laughs> name was Debo. I mean, Steelers are pretty good at getting <laughs> He's receivers a scary as man. well. He was a scary, scary man. Yeah. Um, transitioning out of our diehard pride for our city. No, uh, what do you mean diehard part for our city? Your city. Yeah, yeah. I was our city. You are not any Look, part okay, of that. We're, we're from Jersey. We're having I'm Philly not from Jersey. Philly. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. All right, well, we're from the Northeast. That I came Philadelphia. You want to know what the best part? <laughs> you want to know what the best part about where Melissa, Conrad, Andre, and Christian are from? That what, like tri-state we're area. We're not from the same place. We're not. That's that's place. what the best part is. The tri-state. That's what the best part is. They're all from like thirty miles apart from one another, and they all loathe each other's state. <laughs> yeah. Each yeah. other's yeah. city. Yeah. Like every one of them. Somehow Philadelphia thinks like New York City's a piece of shit. Yes. And somehow like everybody yeah. thinks Jersey's the armpit no, of America. No, 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 no. Hey, that's true. Except for people that live in Jersey. Well, no, no, not many. There's different even, parts of New Jersey. That's the they're, whole point. Jersey, Jersey's a very though, small. I'm not going to lie to you. I lived in Jersey for like 10 years and none of the Jersey's dust. Jersey's no. small, <laughs> but there is such That's a wide crazy. variety Jersey's of like, literally like sections. And I don't know how they have so many cultures in this small, That's the whole shitty but little state. We can, state. We can agree. The most cultured state. They have the not South like the Jersey Pittsburgh. where where everyone's Italian and scary. And then they have hey. Central Jersey. No, I mean, they're scary in a good way. But like, God bless. My family lives there. And Central Jersey, I don't know what Andre knows. I don't know. North Jersey's bougie and Paramus. you know okay. they have SUVs. What? That's all I know. No, no, they're not. North Jersey people aren't bougie. They're generally like very harsh accents. They're more like New Yorkers. They're called yeah. Bennies. I don't know if you know this. Okay, I'm so, thinking of like my sister lives in Summit, and that should no, that's no, 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 no that's, that's different. That's like when, when people think of North Jersey, they think of Hudson like County. 
Hoboken, Jersey City. Okay. Right. Like, like right Burks, across the river. Burks, you come Burks. down to the shore in the summer and you're an asshole to down everybody. Down the shore. Right. Well, we do that in Philly. <laughs> South Jersey is like um, you're a cherry farmer. Yes. You know, you're a redneck basically. Yeah. And us Central Jersey people are like the normals. Normal. You're Central Jersey. Stop. Yeah. We can all agree though. At the end of the day, we can all come to agreement in this room that Philadelphia fucking sucks. The, yeah. Why yeah. would you say we can all come to agreement in this <laughs> Absolutely. room? Well, I assumed that you were a rational person, Melissa. I figured that you would just understand <laughs> okay. that Philly sucks. I would much rather live in Philly than Pittsburgh. Yes. Well, Hell yes. you just don't know anything about wow. Pittsburgh. No, yeah. no. Pittsburgh. You should spend some time in Pittsburgh. All we right? know is people from Pittsburgh just want ketchup with their fried and they're, foods. And they're like overly no like nationalistic yeah. about their their shit and we are a very like, prideful bunch but that's because we were blessed with being born in the best city in america what do you want us to not you there's literally 17 bridges that? to get out of the city it's like true story out true story <laughs> this, this, this is absolutely true wait wouldn't you that be better than drive, one bridge wait you cannot drive one mile within the city without either crossing a bridge going under an overpass or through a through tunnel, a tunnel yeah. yes and what does that even mean get out you want to get the yeah, fuck it out it means get out <laughs> it means get out yeah, it, means, it, means, it means nobody should be cursed to live in this place <laughs> no it's just there's a lot of hills and a lot of rivers I, so that's what you get no, you gotta cross shit i the ingenuity philly the city is pretty gross every time i've been there i've like <laughs> stepped in urine and Where? that's philly philly yes. yeah oh but disgusting. the people yeah. Are mean. You're waiting are mean, and, but up. they're also like, you know, if you're from Philly too, like you guys can chum it up. Yeah. Right, because you guys are equally as prideful about where you're from with nothing to hang your hat on. Are, Ro- except for Rocky. You're assholes. This is, this is the definition of throwing stones in a glass house. <laughs> you're assholes. <laughs> you defecate in the street. You throw you batteries in Santa Claus. You, you used on. to squat in your grandmother's yard. Look at, man, that was <laughs> off air that we talked about this, okay? I was three. That was pre-production. That was pre-production. That's Pittsburgh pride, baby. I Pittsburgh shit in the yard. Pride. <laughs> that, was, look, that was. I did a lot of camping as a kid. Nobody told me that there was a difference, and I liked to poop outside. I'm so, uh, we, went, we went to Pittsburgh to film Dead Money. and that was. We did not go to Pittsburgh. We went to my tiny little exactly. hometown. Exactly. That's why he's like, oh, there's a pickup truck on there everywhere. I'm everywhere. Like, we, not, yes, we're from a farming town. Right. I'm gonna take you to Santo Domingo. It's a very blue collar. I do not want to go to. You're gonna go to Santo Domingo. You're gonna be like, wow. Cheesesteaks. This is life. What? Cheesesteaks are good. Yep, you're right. You have Rocky and you have cheesesteaks. And for that, we thank you. The Art Museum. We have the Liberty Bell. I mean, like that stuff was just like plucked there because we're getting like Thomas Edison. Brotherly love in Pittsburgh. Everyone's really mean. In Pittsburgh? No, in Philadelphia, sorry. It is the city of brotherly love. I I don't make the rules. Is there love? You're from Florida. Yeah, Florida's cool. No. No. Yeah, We're right. mean to everyone Everything else. Everything bad like starts in Florida. Nah, Southeast Florida's no, fine. No, no, no. Florida is the West Virginia of the South. Florida is filled with, <laughs> like, actual zombies. I'm going to tell you what, though. The Cuban girls in, in Florida. Huh? huh? What did you say? The Cuban women in Florida. There's a lot of women in Florida. In Miami? No, no. Cuban. There is a Cuban sect. Yeah, there's, yeah, like, Little Havana in Florida. Yeah, it's it's great. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to take you there. I don't need to go there. I know that. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to take you there. Right. I don't need to be taken anywhere. <laughs> taken. So a huge, tradition, in emphasis. A, a huge tradition of ours growing up was uh, this, this is like the best time of year. 
March Madness is upon us. And a huge tradition growing up for us was running these brackets uh, where we had a big pool and, you know, the winner of, or usually paid like top three. This was my first form of gambling by a long shot. And I was positive that I had an edge despite the fact that I absolutely didn't follow college basketball at all. Uh, this was kind of a byproduct of, so when you're, when you're from where we're from, you pick a side between Pitt and Penn State. And LaManna and I both chose Penn State, who is amazing at football. Very, very bad at basketball. RIP. Very bad at basketball. Too good. Never, never made it out of the NIT. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really know that much about college basketball, but I knew enough how to gamble. And my strategy was just always to go largely chalk and then, you know, throw in like a three or a two seed winning it, hoping that it would yeah, – everybody was on Duke. You know, you just like bet against Duke in North Carolina and hope that this wasn't the year that they were going to win it and you're going to win the bracket. Yeah. Because yeah. that was just like the way it rolled. That was my strategy. Did you guys like run brackets and stuff? Yeah, I had brackets a lot growing up when I was younger. I remember there was one year, maybe it was the first year that uh, we started having a family competition, so to speak. But at three bar, out of the five the of us had all number one seeds making the final four, which actually did happen. But looking back, it was just the most ridiculous thing to do. But we all just valued ranked number one more than anything else. Well, Chuck, like UNC, Duke, Kansas, and then there was, of course, Wake. there was one more, but I couldn't remember the last one. Probably Wake Forest. Only, it wasn't Wake Forest. No, only time Wake Forest. Was it was probably. UNC, it was Kansas. And Duncan. Oh, Duncan, too, sorry. Wasn't Villanova, but anyways, Clemson? we just... Uh, no, Clemson was never like that great. He's like 12. It's like also. UCLA. Just, <laughs> it was UCLA. It might have yeah, been UCLA. It might have been UCLA. But anyways, we just would always run brackets every year since then and then think we were geniuses and bet against our friends and mostly just do that. And your strat was always chalk? My strat was look at the number and then just guess. Hmm. I never really thought too hard about it. So you went chalk? Yeah. I guess by default, right? Everyone kind of goes chalk by default. No, no. Yeah, Most of the girls no. I knew picked mascots. Oh, yeah. I never, I never had mascot strat. I mostly just had number strat. It's like, oh. Philly fanatic is great. <laughs> That's, That's fucking baseball. baseball. Oh. What's the hockey one? That one's hilarious. Oh, my God. He's Gritty? the biggest meme Gritty? in all of sports. Oh, no. John Oliver makes it. fun of him, like, weekly. Uh, gra he's grimy. Gritty. 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 Yeah. yeah. What is this? Perfect. Is this? He's just like googly-eyed monster for the Flyers. He's like a trash monster. That's the Flyers. Uh, <laughs> That's perfect strong. representation of the city. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. At least we're self-aware. They hit the nail on the head with that one, yeah. Sure. Oh, man. Self, yeah, self. Levan, did you ever win a pool when we were growing up? Well, what I did win, wasn't it wasn't a pool, but I don't know if you remember this, um, Mr. Bowser, our gym teacher slash oh, yeah. health teacher, yeah, yeah. every year he was huge into basketball. I think he was a Duke fan, um, and but <laughs> he but like no. That? So what he did <laughs> because was he every was a year, fucking diehard Duke fan. Yeah, diehard Duke fan. But what he did was uh, in health class, you would he uh, everyone like when the the uh, tournament came along, everyone would pick a team. Like you just go through the list and pick a team, and whoever if they picked the right team that won, you got two percent bump on your grade it was kind of funny that they're like yeah. gambling with grades but i picked kentucky and this was like i don't know like 98 probably yeah. i think that's when and yeah, when yeah. they won and they won it right 
And I got those two points that bumped me from a B to an A. <laughs> <laughs> and so from ever since then. And, ever, I, and then he gets into Stanford. No, <laughs> that, that's how I got into Stanford. No. Bowser, uh, so, nuts, so that, that, But since then, I've always rooted for Kentucky. And they now did, we know like how I you said, became Penn a State's player. my team, yeah. but they're never good at basketball. So I need a basketball team. So I've always rooted for Kentucky. Since You'll then. straight up like, Go why, does everybody, why does everybody hate Duke? Because uh, they're good. I, Everyone hates I think it's the same reason why Yankees? everybody hates the Yankees. It's, yeah. You know, it's hey, the Patriots. Relax. The same thing. It's yeah. Just like, it's like they love to win hate and that win and win. Don't they yeah. do rapey stuff? No, that was Penn State. No, that was no, that's Pittsburgh. That was that Duke, was them. Didn't Duke <laughs> have something? That was the Duke lacrosse team, and yeah. I think they, they ended up getting yeah. acquitted. Yeah. The lacrosse. But Penn State. Pittsburgh. They got That's wrecked. Penn State. They got wrecked. Yeah, they did. Moving on. They still don't have. Was the Penn State one the? That was kid diddlers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Ben Roethlisberger. Don't forget about you guys that. have bad Pennsylvania is awesome, dude. Anyway, no, no. But honestly, I was kid reading. I was reading something. <laughs> talking about college basketball. No. All right, referring back to college basketball. One point. I think it was like one point two billion dollars. Just that's how much the ad revenue is just for March Madness. Let the ad you. revenue? Yeah. Let me ask you guys. The ad revenue, not the money bet. No, 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 no. Ad rev. I'm glad you the said NCAA that. The NCAA is spending $1.2 no, 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 billion no, no. to They're advertise? scooping that. Oh. Like from television Dude, coverage that's, and stuff. Those are, that, that's a... For a month? That's a Dodgers television contract right yeah. there. Dude, one point. That's how much, that's that's how much all of the companies are How much do you think them? is wagered? Yeah, no, I couldn't even find that. Oh, so I have it right here. Oh, go ahead. How much do you think was wagered on last year? So it wasn't last year because of COVID. The year before the year that. Before. So 2019's. And March Madness. What's the Super Bowl? I mean, I'm not wagered. I couldn't even guess. But I mean, that's definitely well, well, out there. Well, well, I, I would think March Madness is greater than the Super Bowl. So well, because throw me a number. Somebody throw me a number. Five billion. No. It was eight billion. Eight oh billion. my god. Eight billion. Yes, it was eight point five billion. This is what I'm talking about, man. Wagered yeah, on March Madness in 2019. Yeah. This year, they predict that it's going to be four point six wagered on. March man. And the sports books are pretty much just scooping 10% of that. Yeah. <laughs> man, and they, they like, always had this problem in an ideal paying world. athletes That's too. That's what I'm saying. Like, 1.2 billion bro. scooped by NCAA. You make so much money. I'm sure they're like, you know, spreading it out amongst the, the, the schools or whatever. And then they're, you know, by all schools, that stuff. You I don't know if they are. That well, I mean, I mean, yeah, they get something. Well, yeah, they get schools have to get something. Of course, of course. Like, it's where the scholarship money comes from. Yeah, Duke, Kentucky. That's not. They get all the money. Yeah, my point is it's not fairly spread out. That's it's insane. 1.1. They're only growing dollars? it too. Like uh, I don't know if you guys remember when the playing games first began. It was probably fifteen years ago. I want to say ten to fifteen years ago, something mm. like that. <clears throat> but initially, it was just like uh, the last four teams in did a playoff or a uh, playing game. So it was the four sixteen seeds, uh, or basically like uh, you were playing for a sixteen seed. Got it. They've changed it now because nobody cared about those games. Yeah. So now it's still the like final four, the final eight teams that are uh, chosen by the committee or whatever, but it's not 16 seeds. Like there are two 11s playing to get in. There are two 16s playing to get in. There are two 10s or 12s or something oh, like I that see. playing it's to get more in. Interesting, though. So like basically they're, yeah. they're saying like you were a bubble team, but if you get in, you're good enough to be a 12 seed. That's fucking brutal, man. It is. It is. That is so brutal. It's like, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. How, how can I be a bubble team and still be like four rank points ahead yeah. of like this 16? But it's because of like. Interesting. Well, no, it's the not just that. Is... Like, mid-majors win yeah, right, right, their right. conference, and they're auto 15 or 16. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So, wait, we're saying that 12s are playing against each other while 16s are playing against each other to get in? Or, like, say 15? They're, they're playing to get the 12 seed or the 16 seed. Yeah, you don't win your play, uh, so playing we, game, you're out, but if you win it, you're uh, a 12. You're a 12, seed. right. Like, I still want to go back to this, like, athlete thing. So, do we think that the the, so double, sorry, the NCAA, they were like, oh, you can get paid – outside by your likeness right that, that was the the medium ground that they said like the ncaa is not going to pay them right but they can get paid outside source like using their like sponsorships but i still i still feel like that's messed up because now it's still up to the i athlete. don't know man i mean think about like reggie bush getting his heisman taken away from him and all these other guys in the past a lot of it was because they were yeah leveraging sure. their likeness sure but you you that's not Reggie Bush is a is a one is a unicorn. Oh, You're I, talking about just like these but it's, other it's guys. It's only ever going to apply to the unicorns. It only really unless they just pay these kids. Well, no, but but that's the thing. That's that's what people were missing. It's like yes, 100% NCAA athletes should be paid, but it's not going to be fair. It's, it's going to be just like if you're in the pros, right? The yeah, distribution yeah. is going to go heavily towards the people that could be making money elsewhere, right? So it's like you want to incentivize the LeBron to go to college. And the way to do that is to mm -hmm. offer him his rookie contract. Yeah. Right? right. But, yeah, like, I, I, the hmm. eighth guy off the bench is going to get lunch money. Right. How would that work well, when, it comes to, when it comes to, like, a talent I mean, that's how it works in the pros. Right? Time like, out. Imagine if you got lunch money when you were playing college baseball in, like, whatever. Well, I, I mean, uh, it, it's a bad example. I did. But, like, the... Wait, who gave it to you? No, no, I mean, like, you had a, you had a person, <laughs> huh? You had a connector, mom. No, no. Yeah. He had that likeness. Yo, he had yeah. likeness. You had a... You no, had they... they hey, what's that person called? Uh, it was uh, called the like, regs at the Pinochle Club. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> they, did, they did things uh, where you would end up getting a kickback, but it was legally. So, you like, got a kickback? So, like... You got I, a Hummer? Well, no, like, I had a small scholarship, right? And, uh, and I had, like, uh, part of my financial aid was, like, work study or whatever. But that all just became cash in pocket if, you're, if your tuition was, like, covered otherwise. So it, it just, like, comes back to you. So I would get, like, 2500 a semester. Nice. Or whatever. Nice. You said a, nice. sem a semester is, oh, yeah. like, three months, right? Yeah, it's not a lot of money. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. That's it's what I'm saying. Food it's, money. Is, it's not a lot of money. No, you but, like, that's the, whole, that's the whole point. It's, like, when we're having this conversation of, like, should NCAA athletes be paid? It's, like... <sighs> Yes, the obvious answer is yes, but the conversation is so much more nuanced than that. Number one, what they should be trying to incentivize to do, but they won't because it will dilute the product, is to have the NCAA be a place for the athletes that won't be pursuing this as a profession. But it's always been the opposite. Yeah. The NCAA has been a breeding ground for professionals, right? Right. right. And the fact of the matter is 99% of the people who play NCAA sports are not going to play gonna pro. Go. They're right. never going to make money doing this, yeah. right? And you're right, but... That the schools are making piles. They're making right? piles, yeah. right? And the the trade off is supposed to be well, you got a free education. Come on, man. The irony is like a lot of them might not even like in in sports like baseball. Uh, most teams, even at the D one level, only have like twelve full scholarships to go around, and they all get the same degree. There, how many communications degree are there? Sure, but that's on like, them. Like they could get whatever degree they want. But the whole point is like if you're on a baseball team that has a roster of like twenty eight. And there's only 12 full scholarships. Right. It means like your two, two or three studs 
are going to absorb three of those full scholarships. And now you have to take nine scholarships and partition them out amongst right. the remaining 18 or 20 scholarship athletes that you have on the team. So it's not like it, it's never as simple as people make it sound. Yeah. Um, it, would it, probably, it would probably make sense to have like each school, whatever that may be when it comes to money allocated to sports, to have some sort of base for if you do make the team and such, and then probably more when it comes to incentives slash performance bonuses. Well, everything's then, just so asymmetrical, right? Three yeah. sports make all the money. Right. Right? Or two sports, really. It's like, just yeah, football, football and basketball. basketball. Yeah. So mm -hmm. football, men's football and men's basketball make all the money, and there's like 25 or 30, including women's sports, Yeah. different athletic teams, and the college has to allocate money to all of them. Right. because of like title nine and, and a lot of other things. So it's like, if you have two revenue generating sports and you have thousands of athletes occupying both of those sports who will never make a cent off of their skill, how is it then fair for them to also say like, okay, these other tens of thousands of athletes that will never make a cent off their sport should be compensated as well. Yeah. Right. It just gets a little weird, but, but the big thing is, is that, that 1.x billion that's being made is more than enough to cover mm -hmm. every single athlete yeah, I mean, in some these, sort of these capacity. These schools have entire research labs. Like, they could figure this out. Sure. Like, it's like yeah. they're trying to solve cancer in these in UNC have labs. Have you seen like, some bro, of But that's why I figure this out. I'm sure. Have you, you got enough mathematicians in Harvard. They'll figure this out. Have you seen some of, like, the training, like, ground slash athletic facilities at these schools? They're yeah, insane. no, it's, but that, it's, it's big business, man. It's when you're talking about the, when you're talking about NCAA football and NCAA basketball, you are talking about the minor leagues for their sport, I agree. It's right? Exploited. It's not like baseball, man. If you're, if you're a top level athlete and you know that you have a professional career ahead of you, mm -hmm. you skip college. Yeah, for sure. You just skip it. And I, I think, uh, the NBA just actually recently passed a rule where you're allowed to skip college again. So that it's not the one and dones any longer. I think you can just go straight from high school to the NBA. No, it's I'm pretty coming. positive. It's, it's Did not, he say? Not it? sure if it's there yet, but it's coming. I, I think, Adam yeah. Oh, but they're doing that because of LeBron's kid. Well, no, for sure. <laughs> Imagine they just changed the rules strictly. That's literally why for he wants to LeBron. do it. Maybe they've been talking about it for a couple of years now. Yeah, but LeBron's kid is expediting oh, this process. Well, so. I also think, like, you know, they want their piece of the pie. Like, why should they be feeding the NCAA? Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean. Man, they I make mean, so nuts. much money. It's so crazy. One point, a month, dude. $1.1 billion? Yeah. A month? You don't give these kids nothing? It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of It's kind of like bowl season two with the NCAA football. Like, bro, how do we get in that business? You just you get don't. to save a lot of kids' lives. <laughs> That's by, nice, by bro. Can them. we just hire a bunch of that interns and, sailed, and then bro. tell no. them, like, hey, make us a bunch of money? Like, you get zero. Should we tell them to start <laughs> playing sports? <laughs> We just start nice. finding people to play. We'll give you some college credit. Should we start our own team. <laughs> All right, guys. Solve for why college coming soon. Only looking for D1 athletes only. <laughs> like, you will be paid in lunch money. Somehow. Yes. <laughs> well, this kind of transitions nicely into the next topic that I want to have. And it's, again, just a bunch of rich old white guys debating on how they can make more money. <laughs> the MLB lockout has just ended. Um, they were at war with each other for i think 99 days maybe it was the 100th day that they uh came to an agreement um from what i read the sticking points were quite comical uh the owners wanted to make more money that was just it they wanted uh more playoff games or, or sorry more teams in the playoffs yielding more playoff games which then increases contract uh tv contracts and, and whatnot giving them more money and they wanted to give back to the players none of it so their initial offer was 
to reduce the season to 152 games and to like uh, and to bring the DH to both leagues, which is something I guess players have wanted for a while. That's good. In exchange for 12 teams making the playoffs. 14. They wanted 14. Oh, they initially won- – oh, they, they settled wanted on 14. 12. They settled for 12. Okay, Get some okay. playing games going. Yeah. So they wanted 14 teams in the playoffs to generate more revenue, uh, have more playoff baseball, et cetera, et cetera, and give back basically no money to the, uh, to the, to the player pool. What they landed on or what they negotiated down to was 12 teams into the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if they got anywhere with the DH thing. Yes. Yes. DH is now going to be in both. It's leagues. in both leagues. Yeah. Okay. Um, they increased the minimum salary, I believe, um, and they also put more money into uh, the pre-arb bonuses that players could acquire. Yeah, I think the minimum now is seven hundred thousand. Fifty, I think. I, it was maybe se- I think it's seven hundred, but then in a couple years or how many? Yeah, years, it's, it goes it's up a tier. Again. Right. So yeah, the I'm, base salary for a professional MLB player is seven hundred k. Yeah, and then uh, also if you're still in your first contract, so pre-arbitration, uh, there's like a pool of I believe it was like fifty million or something like that. That um, you know, basically the players will have access to or to negotiate uh out of they should have fixed how slow the damn game is nobody wants to watch baseball Man. anymore they did yeah. they, they did they, what they, they do well they made it faster well, there's gonna be i think there's it's unbearable to watch. um I, i'm pretty sure they're gonna have like a um i don't want to say a pitch count a um a they, clock. they've had that for a, a while they yeah, just yeah, haven't enforced it they gotta do something i mean i know yeah, purists like berkey like whatever enjoy. you're gonna always love baseball but like the casual fan yeah just it's just, well, they, they added the DH, which is going to add more offense. DH is good, right? Okay, they they're getting rid of the, it's not this year, but they're getting rid of the shift. So then that's going to create obviously more offense as well. So like they've done a, a few different things. I don't know all the details. Yeah, I mean it helps. Like, also, like uh, people complain about the slowness of baseball, but it's just because it's day in and day out. Like it, the average baseball game is the is very comparable in length to the average NFL game. Right. There's two main differences between the two sports outside of like obviously the physicality aspect. Number one, it's that football does a great job of pacing itself and putting in a lot of commercials to fill the dead time. And number two, uh, football is once a week and heavily promoted as like an action-packed sport. So they do a great job of highlighting the players, the uh the, the, the narratives, the storylines, all this other stuff. Baseball's local. It's all localized, right? So you don't get national games very often. Once a week on Fox, I think, or, or like national games. And ESPN may still be running like Sunday Night Baseball. But like generally speaking, you don't really get that. And the majority of people are forced into a local market and they can watch every single day if they want to. But it's up to them to kind of like pay attention what's going on, who matters, and things like that. And also like they can't cut to a commercial in between pitches, they can't cut to a commercial in between hitters. You know what I mean? Where it's like in football, if there's a timeout, 30-second commercial, right? Yeah, they just right. cut away and you don't realize how often you're being distracted. Go to a live football game. It's so fucking slow. It is, it it is, is unbearable. unbearable. Watching football in person is absolutely insufferable. Yeah, I would definitely rather stay at home. I think they said, you I don't know the exact number. Everything. Yeah, no, exactly. no, I definitely I think, don't want to go to a live no, football game. So I think it's like um, the actual live action of football throughout the, the three hours is like three minutes or something like that. 
It's or maybe maybe it's a little or maybe like five minutes of actual gameplay yeah. throughout the entire because the clock running because down yeah because and, I, yeah. each each play only lasts you know five to seven seconds every play lasts like five to seven seconds right. max right I just exactly all say we probably all can agree that live hockey is the best a hundred percent yeah, yeah. Live hockey is great right? live, live baseball is really good too but well, I, I mean just, it does require a, a more trained eye like yeah, there's more nuance it's different like it it it's the same thing like us poker players. We're gonna watch a like a high stakes poker game, and we're with the trained eye. We're like, oh, that's cool. He bet this, blah blah. blah. You with a trained baseball eye, you're like, oh, that's a sick changeup. But like, the casual person's like, yeah. what? Like when? Like where is the but, action? Yeah, like, but, but, but it's yeah. zero zero. <laughs> Inning six, right, and you're like, he's pitching a great game. He has five Ks. But there's no solution to that. Soccer. There's no solution to that the same way there's no solution to televised poker. Like, there has to be. We need to hire the same marketing team. Same, the, like, like poker and MLB. Baseball like, was popular for as us. long as it was. Baseball was popular for as long as it was because people were brought up on the game. So no, they, baseball hit its peak during Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, because there was huge promotion. There was this, like... Home run brought, you know, home runs get the ladies. Like, that's no, how, it know, was, that's yeah, but it was the highlights. It wasn't the bring people were, back. People weren't <laughs> we'll watching. Talk, we'll talk about people that. weren't watching more games in full. They were they were getting a lot more of the highlights fed to them. You're They're right. Like, interested though. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But like, you're. It, it's not like the game is lacking home runs now. It's lacking storylines. It's lacking mm -hmm. media coverage. Mm -hmm. Like it, the exact same thing has happened to baseball that is happening to poker. The media has vacated it. Same thing with hockey. Like ESPN doesn't cover baseball and or baseball and hockey really ever. Yeah, it, they're, very, they're niche sports to them. Yeah, right? hockey's really hard to like cover though. No, it's like, not. I mean, no, it's, it's not. hard to watch. It's hard to watch on television. Like, what did you do with the puck? Like, they started like highlighting the puck. How hard is it to out. get highlight reels? Oh, I mean, highlight reels, sure. But I'm just talking about, like, hockey games. It's hard to watch on television. It's, I mean... It's not the best. Sure. It's, it's again, it's something that takes a little bit of a trained eye. Fine. But the whole point is that baseball, in one point in time, was the most popular sport. And the reason for that is because it was built into America's, like, bloodline. And kids were brought up on the game. They had that trained eye. They understood the nuance. So, like, they weren't bored showing up on opening day watching somebody throw a one-hitter. Right, like that was fascinating to them because that's a craft. There's art there. It was, it's great to watch a pitcher's duel in that regard. Like that's how I grew up in the '90s. I hated the Braves, but like knowing that I got to see Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox out there just carving people up all the time, like that was fascinating. Yeah. And then we also had like you know a, a great era of hitters getting to watch Bonds and Griffey, and then later into the A Rod generation and and Poppy and all these guys. It's like, yeah, you're right. The the home run sells it. But think about how many power pitchers you can name off the top of your head from the 90s to early 2000s. Oh, of course. Randy Johnson was a fucking superstar. Yeah. Pedro was a superstar. Clemens. Clemens, superstar, right? Like, name some now. My man. Yeah. Chapman. My, My man. man. Yeah, but it's like... It's My like, man. Chapman's past no, his prime. Chapman <laughs> broke the radar no, gun. Of That's the no reason like, he's not, even known. Yeah, like they can't promote Max a, a, a well, Clemens like, versus another great pitcher duel. Like... Nobody's going to... Well, they no, can, you, right? Well, they can't now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's a problem. Mm. There's a big problem. Well, there, I, think, I think part of it had to do with the steroid era because there was such an emphasis on offense and then such a... Honestly, baseball... I don't, I don't really fully understand how this all came to be, but baseball seems to have handled that era 
about as poorly as you possibly could. Yeah, of course. In the sense that it's their own private business, right? Like the WWE doesn't have a black eye from steroid usage. Everybody mm-hmm. knows it's going on. Yeah. And they even started testing now. Mm-hmm. But like they didn't go through some some Senate hearing yeah, where right. the United Wait, States government tests for steroids? Yeah, that's what Pat McAfee said. Really? Yeah, I don't understand the purpose or why. Maybe it's for insurance reasons, but like yeah. whatever. I mean, well, the, the whole thing is fake, so what is it like? Right. <laughs> it's all for aesthetics anyway. Yeah, but right. but the point I'm getting at is like why on earth was the United States government involved in doping allegations in a major league sport? Yeah. Because what, it's illegal. Yeah. No, no. What do you mean? No. Steroid, taking steroids is not legal. No, selling, selling steroids, steroids. Yeah, but is not selling legal. steroids to right. But he's talking about like, like Congress. He's not talking about like yeah. the DOJ. Like, it's like yeah, the yeah, DOJ right. got involved. It's, and also, you're just like, talking about a bunch of people who are using. Hearings. Like, that's that's not something right. that they care about, right? They care about the source. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when the whole Belco thing happened, sure, they're going to be involved in taking that guy down. And I guess baseball kind of gets dragged through the mud a little bit throughout that. But overall, like, why was baseball publicly like championing? championing the, the the government to like say yeah take us down man like yeah how how much worse can they, they wanted the, the purity of the game right people think of baseball a bunch as, of old rich white guys exactly right Boom. i'm not Get arguing right. that but i'm saying that's the reason why yeah i i mean yeah. you know this is going to go into our final topic with this but it's like recently uh the this year's hall of fame vote came out and bonds and clemens failed to get in for the seventh time which now gets them off the ballot permanently yeah so they're axed. We're talking about a top five pitcher all time and very likely the greatest baseball player of all time in Barry Bonds. Definitely the greatest home run hitter. Yeah. I mean, he's got all the records. Not making the hall. Right. And it's like, yeah, there's this blemish of performance enhancing drugs, but same class, David Ortiz, publicly on record as having tested positive in the hall. Right. What's the big difference between these three? Poppy's I mean, loved. Yeah, it's different. He played up to the media. Right. He's very well liked. And right? the media is who put people in the hall. Correct. Right. That's it. Bonds and Clemens, hated by the media. They right. were pricks. Yep. They were just the absolute worst whenever it came to their, their public persona. And again, it's like, you know, we talked about this uh, with, with our own industry, but like all of this is just like marketing problems, right? They, they had to be losing their mind when Bonds got involved in the home run chase. Like of all the people, this guy is the least marketable that I could... And the thing is, he wasn't, right? Again, it's like steer into the heel, right? Like, everybody loves a bad guy. Right. You know, it's he like, okay. the villain. I right, think, I think sure. the Hall of Fame should just have a section for that era. Just like, you know, it's just like, I think that's the happy medium. It's just like, okay, this is the era of the PDs. These guys were incredible. Like, you just put in A-Rod, Poppy, like... Isn't Bonds, this era Clemens. still going on now? So like so. it's not. It's not this. I mean, end of the day, like almost all these guys, like that are playing professional sports, are on some sort of thing, right? right. They, like nobody's like pure, clean, super natty. Like they're all on some something. Right? Oh, they're still. They just should be, man. Yeah, it's still science. People getting, getting suspended every every. Uh, yeah, season. and also, it, but but like this is just like science. What is the big aversion to seeing some sort of? Uh, maturation or growth in this arena, right? It's like if these guys have found a way to become better athletes than they already are in a, in a method that isn't harmful to them, 
Yeah, but I, but I think that's a big transition to, to go from like just the stigma around everything it's in right. this country and, fairness, and, yeah. and drugs are bad and all this stuff. So like go from that and steroids are bad and you're doing this and you're cheating to, oh, no, they're just taking this because it, it, it's healthy for them and it makes them Does better. it have something to right? do that, with... That's a big bridge to cross. Does it have something to do with like the purity of manpower that's relatively seen as natural versus the artificial boost of like what can be created by mm-hmm. a human by a I, I think a I think that's the narrative, but I also think that that's like you know, fundamentally I feel like it's just bullshit. so washed, right? Like at this point, like it's cool to see people break records. Yeah, yeah, but also like, what's the difference if you're talking about uh, somebody supplementing a means to stay healthy for an extra five years so that their career is longer, right? Versus somebody who like uh, is in the weight room more compared to an athlete in the '80s who never touched anything, right? Right? It's like there will always be an evolution here: bigger, faster, stronger. Will just forever be a thing. That's how the human, that's how the human being will evolve, right? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I understand like being anti-steroid. Uh, that seems very reasonable to me. At this point in time, though, like for us to still be anti-HGH is like maddening. Yeah. There's just so much science out there saying that like this is a methodology to keeping yourself younger, healthier, uh, more well recovered, and especially for athletes able to get out there and do it day in and day out for 162 games. I think there's still a fee though for Barry Bonds being like it being in that era and also being like extremely unlikable to the media. Like it, you can't just say, Oh, it's unfair. Like, no, he kind of brought this upon himself. It's like, why? Cause he because, has to conform to make the hall. No, like you can't just say like, Oh, this do. is unfair because like Poppy was liked. And it's like, no, he was liked. Like his, he wasn't an being asshole. Liked, being he liked wasn't an asshole. Right. Being, that has nothing to do with baseball to, talent. All right. When, when the media is the one that is putting you in the hall, don't complain when you were an asshole to the media and also very likely what you're is, cheating. What you're saying is being a Hall of Famer is being good at baseball and also having a good personality. Right. No, it's like marketing, no. marketing you, of if, the year. If you have blemishes on your resume, right, that you cheated, right. but, and you're also an asshole, don't complain when they don't be like, nah, you know what? He's cool. But like, if you have nah. blemishes on your record and you're nice, suddenly it cancels out? I'm saying that it's up to their discretion. Stop, And just man. with everything, it's who you know. Bonds is don't, literally. Don't act like it's not who you know. Bro, Bonds is literally 10x the baseball player. That doesn't matter. The problem is where the power is for the vote. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's it. Part. Right, like, but like trying to trying to apply that you should... Uh, the, the, nice like the system's to, okay yeah. because you can manipulate. I'm not saying the system's okay, but like this is the system. The votes need to change. Yeah, like, what do you want from them? You I want, want the system to... to change. Obviously, like that's we're clearly <laughs> pointing out that the system is fucked, right? Like, uh, I mean, taking the stance of like, well, this is what it is, and he just should have been a little bit more chummy to so the. So what poor... is it? Just like, oh, you hit three thousand hits, like you're automatically in the hall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I mean, yeah. I think it was always I mean, the. Uh, that's the always standard. been a standard. Yeah. Five hundred home runs, three thousand hits. hits this gets in. you in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to sports, it feels like there should just be an objectivity of the stat lines. Of course. And then everything yeah, else outside lines of are, that. Stat lines are inflated based on errors. Bro, you have two, to be. He I, hit two ninety eight. He won the MVP. Nobody's, nobody's saying. Nobody's, nobody's saying. Nobody's saying he yeah. his stats don't deserve. Of course, Barry Bonds is. Then how one is of there? The how is there ever a further discussion? Because he cheated. So did Poppy, and his stats are dwarfed. 
by comparison. Yeah, Bonds was a three-time yeah, MVP. Nice. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> no, like I understand. Bonds was a three-time MVP before he even. So you would be okay if Poppy was out too? Then it's cool. No. So then what's the problem? It, they need to ask. The problem is Bonds. The problem is, is that Poppy's not out and Bonds is in. Or, or, All right, but you're Bonds still. But, if, but you're being biased because you're you're a, you're a huge Bonds. Fan. I'm being biased to the right. numbers too, though. It's like I also right. I hate a Rod. I hate him with a passion. Like, in, in, Leaving a Rod out is a I think sin. The, I, the right answer. I think the more right answer is that they both should be out then both in I sure mean, the, right, the, the best oh, answer right. is just literally create a section or, or, or do something else just like, like this arrow yeah. existed i mean if, if you if it's i don't know if it's provable but if it's provable that that they they took these substances that cheated that gave them an advantage then why should that be rewarded by going into the hall of fame that's what i'm saying i think well, mainly because poppy's out well he probably also said he took something where the other two did not <laughs> right poppy also said like Hey, I took something, guys. So Poppy's yeah, out. I don't know what no, it is. I don't mean, know what I took. Exactly. It's obviously he wasn't like completely lying. Right, right. What that, the fuck does obvious. that have to do with anything? That Barry Bonds kept saying he didn't take anything, and his head grew two inches every year. <laughs> so what? Like, stop fucking lying, bro. Like, oh, because if you tell the truth, suddenly you're a Hall of Famer? If you tell the truth, at least, like... You're insane if you no, think somehow he gets rewarded for I'm being not saying, transparent. I'm not, all right, but just it, don't it, complain, like... The truth, the truth will set Bobby. you free. Because he was already liked. A-Rod <laughs> was transparent. You know why he's liked? A-Rod was transparent. He's not getting in the fucking hall. But nobody he's liked A-Rod either. He's exactly. exactly. That's my point. A-Rod was not liked by the media. That's he my also, point. He also wasn't very transparent. And yes, yeah. he was. No, he wasn't. He no, came he out and said he took. Eventually. After. Okay, I don't give a fuck. He's still with the He the media through the mud. Yeah. Yo, A-Rod like, was one of the hey most guys. unliked person. Like ever, of course, and he got caught. That's why he was like, "Okay, you're right." Like, whatever. Like the whole point is, Derek he Jeter didn't like a Rod. You know how crazy that is. Derek Jeter likes <laughs> everybody. I'm on board. I hate a Rod, but he's still a fucking first ballot Hall of Famer. I understand your argument is based on stats. These stats are still tainted though by the eyes of taint all them the as purists. much as you want. They can't be like inflated by thousands of percent. So here's the thing: that these I guys were Hall of Famers like their first three years out of the gate. Nobody's nobody's when they were 165 yeah, like, pounds soaking wet. Jose Canseco's in the Hall of Fame? No, Jose Canseco's not talented enough. His stats as is aren't Hall of Fame material. Mark McGuire's Hall of Fame? Same thing. Yeah. Not a Hall of Famer stat wise. I mean, you're yeah, but you're comparing Wait. them to like oh, what? You're saying I don't Mark think McGuire's Maguire a Hall of is not. Didn't you say 500 home runs? That was the in? standard for a long time. Yeah, but like he he's got what for, 700. This is what I'm saying. Huh? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. These, no, but I'm these saying like numbers get inflated and oh, deflated yes. based on errors. Yeah, he didn't hit that far over 500. He didn't hit for average. He didn't like blow anything else out of the water. Bonds has over 500 steals. He has 700. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Bonds. I understand. We're saying the baseline. Whenever you will get a guy like Eddie Murray, okay. He was uh, a guy who hit for average. He hit over 500 home runs. He played in an era pre-steroids, whatever. Like, yes, these guys are, he stole bases. Like, these guys are five-tool players. Mark McGuire is not a five-tool player. He's a home run hitter. I get it. Right? Same thing. You, you could make a stronger case for Sammy, I think. Yeah. To get in. Yeah, yeah. He has much better stats than McGuire. Mm -hmm. And and even he, I think, like most people are just like, not a first ballot guy, but probably deserves to be in by the time it's all said and done. Also very liked. No. He was like Sammy. People says liked him. Like, everyone liked people liked him. I mean, I, I think yeah, I, I think the public Sammy. liked him. I don't think the media was like. Well, the media super was humble. like, bro, you, you cork your bat, like relax, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like stop, like come on, bro, like, like, tell the truth, yeah. like, like stop, stop the bullshit. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think that like 
the biggest reason to have this debate is because baseball becomes more and more of a joke every single day that these guys get left on the outskirts. It's like, call it what it is. Uh, the, the entire era, you may call it tainted, whatever. And I'm sure Hank Aaron is sitting around stewing in his old ass rocking chair, pissed off that some younger guy possibly cheated and shattered his record. Yeah. Bonds doesn't get blackballed from baseball. He's 36 home runs away from having 800. Yeah. Like he does the, the unthinkable if he gets to play another season or two. But how? But it's what still do you mean? tainted. Because, because he was on drugs. Yeah, it's still tainted. Like, uh, we don't know to what degree it's tainted. We don't know what happens tainted. to the, like, overall, like, if everybody is on steroids or everybody's on whatever he was taking. How many people in the league during his career were also on comparable? A doesn't lot. Okay. A lot. How many of them hit 786 home runs? Doesn't matter. You Not don't know how many. Though. You don't know how many. We don't know it's everybody. Like, you don't know. But the whole point. You don't know who's on. The point on, I'm you don't trying know to make, off. Conrad, is it just doesn't matter. No one touched him. Doesn't this just but prove a point to have them be legalized? Listen, this yeah. is the problem, bro. And also, like, in the 70s, it's it, they were also on all kinds of things. Greenies were, like, the most popular thing that anybody was taking. And it was across the board. Everybody knew about it. Everyone knew that baseball was just full of people taking speed. It doesn't take away from people's accomplishments then. Ty Cobb was a prick. He's in the hall. Speed, you know what I mean? Speed is not steroids, Perky. Like, this guy's I mean, playing 100. Who are you to judge? Like, what, he's what saying he's, he's playing 162 games. And now you're saying you have one of the best players playing 162 games with massive recovery, all the skills in the world. We don't know who's Why do you think they were taking greenies? It was to get out of bed every fucking day and, get, yeah, and strap in for 162 right, so we're games. Gonna, we're going to compare these two drugs now? I mean, if you want to talk performance enhancers, yeah. Yeah, but you're talking about... Nobody's talking about the 70s. Nobody's trying to disqualify any of their achievements. Nobody's saying Hank Aaron doesn't deserve what he did because he got out there every single day and was probably on something. Who gives a shit? It's just, yeah, we're not probably, I mean, though. people care. We're not saying probably. We're saying definite. Prove it. <laughs> All right. Don't we have some software why stuff to sell? I we would do. Love to, <laughs> I would love to change topics. Me too. <laughs> this topic sucks. Uh, I, uh, I'd like to be excused. The non-athletes are out. I don't know We're anything sorry. about baseball, bro. That, that's Exactly. That's the problem that baseball has. <laughs> no one cares. I mean, you guys care. Clearly. I mean, I care because I grew up on that era. That's it. Like, But now I can't name you many baseball players because I'm like, this is just not interesting anymore. It's interesting, but different. It, because baseball still, it's not interesting to the casual fans. It's because they just... The media left after the steroid era. Yeah. They, they exited. So everything that was being marketed to you in the 90s and early 2000s stopped hard and fast, right? So the reason why it's not interesting now, the reason why you don't know everyday players is because nobody's covering it. Mm. And the crazy thing is they're still getting the biggest televised, or television contracts in That's any nuts. sport. It's not even close. The Dodgers TV contract is yeah. multiple billions. Yeah. Right? It's just like there's so much money being made by the ownership in this in this mm. particular industry that it's it's outrageous that somehow the talent is the one putting on the frying pan. Wow, wow. there really should be like some some hats off to the media, I guess, for making things actually be enjoyable. Because it seems like without the media, nothing's important. I think that's true in in anything. Not, I don't just mean yeah. baseball. I just mean anything. Yeah, almost every single arena. When you look at arenas where it's like the general public is kind of like meh. They probably have really shit media, right? Yeah. And when you look at the very popular stuff, like, I don't know what soccer media looks like in the UK, but I imagine it's, it's just lit. everywhere. It's lit. Right? Like, these guys have to be just heroes. Yeah, just they are. A lot of that narrative's built somewhere. Well, that's what basketball is, like, in stuff here. There's just so many, like, 
sports talk shows where everyone has their opinion on something and everyone just loves watching NBA it YouTube around is the club. super popular too. 24-7, 365, ESPN's talking football. Yeah. Why? The NFL's in bed with ESPN. For sure. Right? They, have, they have a television contract through ABC. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think YouTube's just going to control everything soon. And, and, and it's just like you need to create like a YouTube like little communities like NBA YouTube is super popular. Like every day while we're there here, are right? many like channels covering everything that happens on YouTube. And of course they use like little clips and stuff like that. And, but this creates like a huge culture, many eyes every single day on NBA, many eyes on like NFL, like YouTube just like kind of controls the narrative to all these little subcultures. I, I Sounds like poker then needs something of the sort where there's like, public yeah like like something that goes up every single day five days a week <laughs> with like a cast of characters well they used to have cool shows like the shark tank and the loose cannon and fun stuff that's true it was all yeah poker it was stars. all driven by on, online money. money yeah it sounds so, like we need more money we do need more money that's that's the bottom line is uh industries that lack media coverage tend to need more money and that's why we're starting solve for why college to find those d1 athletes to go get us some of that ad rep that's the best joke you've told in a while he yeah. knows this kid this kid knows he's learning all right moving quick. moving on to a lighter topic uh we we were kind of chatting earlier this week and uh it, it kind of came to light that we all being from the Northeast with the exception of Landon from the Southeast, we all kind of came up in the same, same little area, uh, unbeknownst to us maybe. So I kind of wanted to just give a little bit of insight as to, to what our first early days of poker look like. Uh, you know, what, what <laughs> I think Melissa's story is funny, which is why uh, this even became a topic. <laughs> But, you know, basically, like, we were all in the AC, underground, East Coast games. Uh, you know, I, I think Landon's story might be a little bit different. And uh, he kind of gets to set the stage because he's the young man. And he has the best memory since it just happened, like, a year and a half ago. <laughs> oh. It's true. So what were your, your <clears throat> early days of grinding? I'm going to start with me. No. They're going to end with me. Sure. Um, started playing poker uh, through college, actually. Where at Florida State, I would play a lot of pickup ball uh, in the gym. And I had a friend that asked if I knew how to play poker and running like a $20 tournament home game. So it was like a sit and go, nine handed, uh, could we buy if you want for a certain amount of time. Very arbitrary as to what, that, what time that was. And then uh, from there, I ended up winning that tournament for like a couple hundred bucks. Felt really good about it. Never saw that much amount of money in, in my life before from winning something. And then from there, decided to start playing online. And I started playing two cent, four cent on global. Started there uh, and had some friends from video games who played 510 and 1020 on global. And sort of just asked, kind of out of the blue, but also we were acquaintances, I guess you could say. And I was like, hey, I'm trying to learn poker. Can I ask you questions? He was like, yeah, sure. Don't go too crazy with it. And I asked him like 20 questions a day. I didn't realize how much I was asking. And I was asking for a lot. And from there, I guess he saw how much I wanted it and how much I really wanted to put time and effort into poker and offered me a stake for 10 cent, 20 cent. So I got given $500 to play 10 cent, 20 cent online. And from there, uh, 
did a lot of learning through coaching stables, probably for the first two and a half years, maybe three years even, because being off did, of stake now. Did you play live at all? No, I played very, I played very little live. So what I were the first played, casino experiences like? Because mine was awful. The first casino experiences for me uh, was Seminole Casino, uh, probably 15 minutes from my house. I was playing 1-2 at the start. I realized how much money there was to be made in a 1-2 environment. But then I also pedestalized two five players. And I was like, wow, like two five. That must be the epitome of poker. That must be where all the good players play. Because I would see people have stacks of like 2,500 and like green chips. And be like, wow, that's a lot. And then from there, um, just put in a bunch of time, probably played about 500 to 1,000 hours of live over that two-year sample and most of it online. Uh, Do you have any, like, memories of super awkward, uh, like, things that – like, basically when you're new to live, a lot of weird shit can happen. Yeah, so I have a few of those situations. Um, One time I went on, like, a small little downswing, I guess you could call it, of, like – 10 buy-ins or something, but at 1-2, I guess that's a lot at the time, because if you're winning online, winning live 1-2 should be pretty simple. Uh, so from there, I had a bunch of weird, awkward conversations with my friend that was backing me at the time about how I wasn't winning at 1-2. But then one of the weirdest slash most uncomfortable conversations I've ever had to have was with Jeremiah, when I ended up folding the best hand on the river where I thought the guy opened mucks to me. So I ended up having a set, I bet, and the guy didn't look too thrilled about it. And I had headphones in, so I couldn't hear what the guy was saying, just like small headphones. And apparently he called, but flipped his hand over like he open mucked it. And when I saw his hand, it was ace-queen on a queen-high board. And I was like, when do people in Live 2-5 fold ace-queen on a queen-high board? So I thought he folded and I was very upset about it. I just snap winged my cards into the muck. And it was like a 2K pot at this point. I was just steamed. I was like, how, the, how did you fold ace queen? He didn't fold ace queen. <laughs> he didn't fold. And the fold. pot's just going the other way. Exactly. And I, like, everyone looked at me knowing that I had a set of eights because I was like, wait a minute, why is the pot not going my way? And someone said to me, he called you. And I go, Oh, I thought he folded. Yeah, and even the, the guy yeah. that won the pot with ace-queen knew that I had a better hand. Like, I, like he, I just looked like chop, I had a set. Did he chop the pot with you? No, he just took it. And, like, honestly, scum. respect. No, that's scum. No, it's, no honest, it's scum. It's what? It's scummy. Like, I would have chopped the pot with you. Sure. Like, good life. Good, good. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, would, I would absolutely chop the pot this, with The him. guy that won the pot was not a old, professional old me, old me would have been like, dude, you should not wear headphones at the table. Like, <laughs> but, like, but like new me today, I would have chopped the pot. Like, like, I think it's the right thing to do. Honestly, if the situations were reversed and this guy had a set and was like very, very clear that this guy like had a set and I could feel that he was being genuine, I would, I would give him the pot. No, I wouldn't 100%. give him the pot. I would give him the pot. No, I would 100%. chop the pot. I understand. You still saying, yeah, I think you still need to punish the mistake. Yeah, you I have to punish the mistake. <laughs> no, you have to punish the mistake, but chop is fair. You're free rolling yourself by saying that. What you mean? And I'm not free rolling. Well, I mean, yeah, people, if people have a logic, are going to be like, oh, Chin said if I call him muck, he'll give me half the pot. Like, okay, you guys <laughs> got me. The like, story's over now. Like, that would but if you happen. do it today, I'm going to punch you in your mouth. No, of course. <laughs> like, it was just a very nuanced situation where it was very clear that I realized I made a mistake, but also the other person knew my intentions but 
it makes sense. I shouldn't, A, I shouldn't have mucked my hand pre, and I should have asked to be called. I just didn't see because normally, like, the dealer would throw, like, the all in button at the they player. They didn't have those back then. And then they would, no, they, they had it. What? This was, Bro, this no, was like this a was year like, ago. Oh, <laughs> dude, I forgot. I forgot. I'm like, it was like two all years in ago. That does Anyways, not exist. This, I didn't this see. This was like a month before yeah, COVID yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the dealer give me the all in button, and I didn't see the dealer give the other guy the call, the big yellow call button. Yeah. And at Sunwalk like, Casino, it's a yeah, big yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. button. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have missed this button. Well, it was just probably fast. Like, he was just like, call, and then he turns out. I don't know what happened. Happened, but at the end of the day, I had to have a conversation with Jeremiah through Discord at the time, telling him I was absolutely fine and like I wasn't emotionally st stressed by this at all. And he's like, "Take a walk, man. Like you can't. Like you have to go take a walk for 20 minutes." It is a little tilt, though. Like there has to be a little bit of lingering I've, tilt. I've yeah. done that before. I was buried in a session. This was like back when I was playing 5:10 at the win. I was buried a few thousand, and I ended up getting in like 700 pre with sevens and neither of us exposed our hand and the first board came like broadway cards and the second board came like king high uh with like a 10 9 8 and a 6 and uh before the hands were even exposed i just assume i lose both because i'm just like i literally beat nothing every pair made a set Every, uh, every, it might've been like every, King, every, Queen, every connector touch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just like, I literally just never win this pot and he tables ace King and I'm just like, fuck. And I muck my hand and they go, what did you have? I go, what do you mean? I had a pair. They're like, how every pair made a set or a straight. Right. And I go straight. Yeah. Like, yeah, sevens oh, were straight on the damn. bottom. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck! <laughs> when, you said the, when you said the board, there's a 10 and 9 and 8 and a 6, I was like, wait a minute, that's a straight. Yeah. yeah. Sevens. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, though. So, so I, yeah. I cost myself, like, you know, you're half, looking for one thing and not seeing it. It was like right. 3 a.m. at that point. I was buried. I was just like, I'll right. see you it's guys. It's almost another like you just day. want to find an excuse to get out. I couldn't wait to wrap. I folded so many chop pots. I've done so many dumb things, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's led me here. Today. So it's kind of interesting because you entered the live arena already pursuing professional poker. I don't think that's true for any of us. No, nah, right? I did. I, I felt that. Like, I was like, I want to be dirt. Like, but, but like, you weren't, you weren't, like, at a point, were you? No, no one was at a point. Well, that's, he was. He didn't have money. No, but he had, like, thousands of hands of poker under yeah, his belt. No, Tens of thousands I had, of hands. I had a lot of hands prior to playing live, yeah. at least from a setting of going to the casino to play live poker. I never played live poker before playing online. Yeah, Hold on right. a second. I had a lot of hands on Zynga poker. Okay. So, so. Your, your story to me, uh, it's funny because that's where I was going with this, is I don't think any of us really entered the live arena with the idea of like, I'm a professional poker player or I'm going to be a professional. And uh, based on the way you've described this story to me, mm -hmm. you were in no way, shape or form pursuing this game seriously. No, I mean, I thought I was really good because I used to grind Zynga sit and goes mm. and I would win them. It's not a big deal. But, <laughs> That's you know, play money, right? Kind of Honestly, that might be a bigger deal than winning the main event. It's hard. It seems impossible. You ever try it? It's hard. I, I imagine it is. So anyway, I, it was my friend's 21st birthday weekend and everyone every time like people after this like from this point on i would always just like break off and go and play poker by myself but this time i had like a certain amount of time where everyone was in the pit gambling and i'm playing poker for like a few hours before we go to see laid back luke at mm. premier nightclub at the borgata right 
So also just just to sh demonstrate like how recent this is, uh, I haven't been to the Brigada I don't think since like 2018, and that nightclub was called either Mix or okay that it was, was in 2015 that it changed Murmur. it was Murmur yeah yeah that's right that was man there was two of them there was yeah there's two of them, two no, of them. they're not the same yeah yeah one yeah. was by right across from the poker room that was the Mix and then Murmur was on the other side okay so I think it was Murmur then yeah. that was the last time I anyway, so anyway this new nightclub exists now that I haven't even been to or <laughs> seen or known about so um we're playing I always bought in for the minimum because I was like broke and I was like, why would you buy in for more? You could just lose more. So I bought in for $90 at one, two. I that was, was the minimum? Yeah, 90, 45 bigs. In Florida, it was 40. Yeah, I thought it was 40. It was 60. It was 90. Yeah. So wow. Andre has the photo of what I was wearing um, prior to going to. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like this. That's sharp. Ready to go to the nightclub. But I thought this was normal for poker. Like people just wear what they're going out it, in. It is if you want dirty old men to throw money at you. And that's what they did. So I sat at a table of like all old guys. They were very kind. Oh, I mean, shocking. They were super nice. And they were, I don't remember. Much. They probably told you like what beat this what. Is, and... Yeah. I mean, no, like, right. I don't know. Actually, I don't remember. I was hey there, very Lady? I this is when I was still drinking and when I was drinking I didn't I didn't lightly drink so I don't know I was very browned out but I do know that I walked out with four hundred dollars from my 90 and I thought I was like I was like wow I'm really good like mm -hmm. I'm like I can't wait to tell everybody what just happened because 400 was like a wad in, of 20s. And I was so <laughs> excited to have money. So I went, of course, bought like the whole bar shots. And we have like a little video clip of us at the, at clip? the club. No, I didn't. No, you don't that. have it? Okay. Well, we were at. Uh, it was too scandalous. What do you mean? You looked like you were on a mission. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. She looked like she was on a mission. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I mean, you can tell you can tell that from the first photo, but it was uh, it was it was definitely a rush. And then I thought it was going to be like that every time I played. So I went the same summer again, and I had my first bad beat, and I was like, it was just like trips versus a boat, and I was so like I couldn't believe that devastating like I couldn't believe that like that could happen to me and I had ran it up again from 90 to $300 playing probably a VPIP of six maybe sure and I was just like so bent out of shape about it but um right, yeah I got it. oh he you has ready? it <laughs> <laughs> so we had lots of fun. I think I woke up the next morning with like, we dro we jumped from the um, ledge out of outside of the parking lot down. We didn't want to walk all the way, so we just jumped into the bushes, down like six <laughs> a six foot drop. I'm wearing these like I probably rolled my ankle. I had like bruises and scratches all over, but I had I had some money left, so I I walked out about. I think I was break even. I think I spent it all at the bar, but it was good. It at was what good point? Time. At what point did you transition into 
being confident enough to like continually go to a casino and play oh i was all i thought i was the best i was definitely confident i'm i wish i had that confidence now <laughs> i now i i'm like i'm like at the vet that little valley down down yeah, there yeah. but i was like no i'm like like i'm the best out of all my friends like, so this I, is just I like led win. straight to grinding um no i i would just go occasionally like a couple times a year and then when i started playing online like that's when i it led to grinding because right. i was like oh this i can do like all day sure so i don't know it was it was definitely uh i, w I wish i still had like looking back i should just tap into that because it was just like they were throwing me $25 chips and I'm like, wow, like they must just think I'm really good. <laughs> but my first live MTT, I did get the clock called on me and I thought it was called on the other guy. So I'm just sitting there like, what's he taking so long for? I'm like staring at him. And then my hand was declared dead and I was like, what do you think? <laughs> I was so confused. I didn't even I know it was on so me. so embarrassed. And what do you mean dead? There's a lot of, there's a lot of moments like that. Speaking of throwing $25 chips, Conrad had a little bit different of experience. <laughs> you came into the game as a dealer first, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know exactly how I came into the game. I, um... I just know that when we were coming up, the dealers were the fucking spots. Oh, we wanted man. them in I mean, all I, the games. I was beyond the spot. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would, used to love the gamble. Mm. Used to love used the to. spot. Used to. Yeah, I mean, I don't take too many gambles nowadays. <laughs> your your first introduction to live poker was dealing underground games. Um, actually, my first introduction to live poker was um, playing like uh, games around the kitchen table with Oscar and his friends. Okay. And stuff like that. And but then, like more so serious in a structured. I started running game. We started running games in my house, playing one, two, and whatnot. Um, and I. I think I started dealing those, and that's where I started. But um, yeah, from there, I went to a two-five game, dealt one time, and I was like, "Oh, I can make what six hundred and twenty minutes or three hours, whatever it was." This sounds great. When <laughs> did you start transitioning into going to casinos, and where did you first start to go? Um, when I was twenty, uh, like a couple months before my birthday, it was somebody else's birthday. I think actually it was Oscar's birthday. And we went down to AC, started playing, and that was my first time in the casino. Which one? Borgata. Hmm. Good choice. I've actually never played poker uh, anywhere in AC outside of Borgata, with the exception of my first trip. Lamana and I, uh, we played and stayed at the Taj. Uh, but when I say we stayed at the Taj, I mean the Taj... Or the garage Mahal. Yeah, the garage Mahal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were we were too goddamn broke to actually afford a room, and we, we had room. case money on the table. Yeah. So we would just pay for parking, sleep in the garage, sleep in the car, and the then garage. go grind and drive home after like you know forty eight hour session or whatever. I got fucking wrecked there. I mean, I heard AC is not your town, man. No, no. The Taj Mahal used to be popping. Yeah. Uh, that's probably was way better than Borgata is, like. Mm, I don't know, man. We started going to Brigada when it first opened, and they had the the room. In I the, mean, like, before Brigada, it was the Taj that was yeah, obviously rounders and everything. That yeah, was the yeah. place to go. And then Brigada opened; it was new and really nice. And 
It was packed when they had the old room, like downstairs where the nightclub went mm-hmm. or whatever, or below the nightclub. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I want to say it was like 30 tables or something like that. And it was full with 100 people packed. on the list. We would yeah. go, especially during tournament times, and like you would have to put your name into the list, call like an hour before, and yeah. then wait another half hour. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was wild. Uh, I do want to interject real quick. Please. Because you asked Conrad to send a picture of when he first started playing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you said professionally. You said when I first started playing. So like, there goes me last week. Like, so so three ago. months ago, Conrad finally declared himself a professional, and now here he is retired on a set of a podcast. <laughs> retired for uh, like next month. Incredible. Life, life comes at you fast, man. It, <laughs> too fast sometimes. It also right, goes man. at you fast. No, well, like, you guys don't understand. Like, Conrad was the most sought out dealer in the like that's because he got big hands man the metro area no yeah. listen Behind there were listen there, look 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 <laughs> these are some fun times there was a video right there was a rumor like yo conrad rakes a lot and then <laughs> there was one video that came out right this like are we talking uh, about Ernesto? no 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 his brother dude with the dreads oh okay so <laughs> we're playing this 5-5, the, the game with the, with the, with, that the mob shut down, right? And it was called the Powerhouse in Jersey City. And <laughs> so Conrad would take the rake after every street, right? Sure. And this was, it was a pretty big game. Like, it was 5-5, but it was not 5-5. Like, it was a big game. And there was, so this guy's just, like, videoing Conrad, right? Like, raking, right? And on the turn, <laughs> his PLO hand, Conrad goes like this, and a stack of green this big goes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like five hundred dollars, like, oh like whatever he could fit in his hand. But it was so smooth. Let me make sure the camera. Guys it was literally no like idea. bang, so like wrong. as as the card is coming, he just. Like, you couldn't even notice it. Mm. You needed. We had to replay it like over and over. And Conrad's like. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, are you making money in this game or not? Yo, when I, at this time, I was this is what I was told to do. I was told nothing else but to rake. Like, it didn't matter about anything. It was also as much money off that table. No, as listen, it was can. also the incentive yeah. for him to, to rake a lot because you're, you're getting a piece of what you drop at the yeah, time. Yeah, but I right? was also never told not to rake at any point. Yeah. They were like, hey, here's the cap. Yo, Monkey used to, I'm going to say this, I don't give a right. fuck. Monkey used to pull me aside and say, listen, don't worry about it. I'll take care of anybody that has an issue. Do what you got to do. Yo, between me and Neil, rich. Yo, between me and Neil, we used to rake like 12k a night. Uh, no, I know. It was absurd. I know. This is why he had a job. This is everywhere. why home games are scary. No wonder you were sought after. No, he was the most sought. He had a job at every place in the city. Like, there was like 12 games. It's like, so Chin, where are we going tonight? We're like, I'm like, I can put you in any game. This smooth hand Conrad over here. Just. It's good, it's good to have an employable skill, Conrad. I, know, I did find a, my way into every single game. It was Literally. Hard. I mean, it was incredible. I can see why. You're, you're a it valuable asset to these game runners. No, it was, dude. So then, obviously, uh, you guys are going to get to me eventually. But, like, he, so he would put me or Oscar in the game, and he would never rake our pot. Sure. Right? Because he's, <laughs> he's staking us, right? Right. So, where did I ever fucking win one time? Uh, but go on. Yeah. Like, he would find the way to. <laughs> 
just never raped us. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about your your early days. I think there are a couple stories that are. I mean, are everybody kind of knows my stuff because like we've been on this podcast a lot. But like, yeah, that's kind of how I met Conrad. <laughs> was I went on Craigslist. <laughs> like when, when <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, this was back yeah i went on craigslist and i was like poker game and then like so they had they had like an ad i guess like like and then so i text this number and they text me back and they're like are you law enforcement and i was like no and they were like okay come to this address <laughs> <laughs> they really vetted you there yeah. yeah that was the full betting right no so i go to the i go to the address like i some people know that some people don't know, but it was like a, a factory. It was a rug factory. And then like, it was literally just, it was just like the movies. Like you knock and then like, there's like a camera looking at you. They let you in and then you go in. It was like fake chess club. Then in the back, there was like this like curtain. You open the curtain that leads you to a cashier. You open the cashier and there's Conrad going, ha <laughs> just, just dealing. And that's where I met Conrad. And that was the story with the aces where it was literally my first time playing. I had, I brought like $300 and some guy goes all in some, some Italian guy. And, uh, <laughs> and I started tanking with aces and I'm just like, God. I just, I just don't want to lose. Like, right. And he's like, eventually like, what do you have? And I'm like, I'm like, I, I can't say it. And he's like, Jacks. I'm like, no, he's like, I'm like better. He's like, Queens, I'm like better. He's like, ace king suited. I'm like better. <laughs> he's like no i'm like yes <laughs> and then eventually real life. eventually i'm like have forever. aces and the guy's like no you don't and i'm like all right i guess i call because but i'm like i think i'm gonna lose to a flush and then like it runs out and he shows ace king suited and i'm like you see you could have hit a flush <laughs> <laughs> how about the time that you tanked for four minutes with i believe it was tens when i it was like oh i don't know probably like a 30 big blind jam at the time I don't remember. It was like we played know. one two at my house. It was the first time you ever played at my house. You take for four yeah. I mean, I, I was literally like those are like the first what that was the first time I've ever played poker. Yeah. Like and then yeah. after that, Conrad's like this kid's a whale. Like I'm gonna invite him to my home game, and then that's what how I started playing. The 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 six degree of separation of all this of of chin to Berkey is one of the early stories I heard about Christian was he's playing an underground five five game. And my good friend Mike Bertolini's in the game, yeah. <laughs> who is uh, he is a very big, boisterous Italian man who uh, makes no qualms about being heard. And it's true. something happened between he, him I'll and I'll tell Jin. you what happened. Okay, it's tell me what happened. Hilarious. I open Queens. He calls with some nonsense because it's, it's Joe Black's game in New York City. No one plays any ranges. He calls, and then he flops like bottom two. And we get the money in. I mm -hmm. counterfeit him. Mm -hmm. And he just starts like, these fucking kids, they all play good hands. And then, they... and then like, because, you know, I was kind of like an asshole. Like, I was just like, I kind of like, I won the, a big pie. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. like, like, yeah. like, just, you were being. That's small. not what happened. No, no, no. Wait. So okay. then, so then. He showed up at Mungies. No, 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 Wait, no, 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 no. This was at Joe Black's. So. So then he starts like saying like, oh, these kids, they play no hands. They only play good hands, whatever. And then I get a little out of line and I'm like, should I really say it? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, you, you're fat and you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and he lose, he flips the fuck out. He's like, if this kid is ever here again, I'm never coming back. Joe Black, get him the fuck out of here. Blah, blah. 
eventually he calmed down, but like he hated my fucking The guts. first time I like, meet Chin, I'm with Birdo in Brooklyn. He's taking us to Luger's. And I say, oh, yeah. I I say I'm with Lamana too. And yeah. I was like, hey, can I bring my friend Christian? Uh, him and his girlfriend want to come. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, you know, any friend of yours, friend of mine. And, <laughs> and Chin shows up. And Birdo looks at me, he goes, you invited this fucking guy? <laughs> I, go, I go, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been coaching him for a while. Like, he's a good... Fuck that fucking kid. That fucking gap tooth motherfucker. I hate this fucking kid. I'm like, yo, oh, chill man, out. What, funny, what, what's, the, what's the problem? He's like, that fucking motherfucker said that I'm fat and I suck. Yo, to give you an example of what Berto looked like when he came up to games, like, he always had, like, this... Uh, Polo shirt on with like the pocket on it. Yeah, it's fucking, full. With full stuff. of $100 bills. Stuff. He used to come into Monkey's game with like 20K just sitting out of his fucking pocket. It was like, what are you doing? You're in the middle of Jersey City. He doesn't give a fuck. He's, he's a made man. He, he knows nobody's messing with him. While he's dry, pulling up in his fucking purple challenge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he loves that car, bro. He loves that car. He has the trunk full of fucking sex toys and shit. We were visiting one day in New York. He took us out to dinner. He goes, yo, come check this shit out in my trunk. And he pops his fucking trunk and pulls out this giant black dildo and just stamps it on the hood of the car. That's he goes, you ever see some shit like that? <laughs> I wish I would have. I would have had so much ammo if I knew all that. Like, I didn't, I didn't know none of that. I just, I just like, real quick, uh, backtracking when you uh, rolled the guy with aces, uh, I can actually, I can empathize because in college one time, I remember that I was up maybe like 50 bucks or something. But I, what I did know was I did not want to lose. Yeah. And I was playing Crazy Pineapple with some friends. And I ended up having like ace-ace suited jack in my hand. And a friend of mine, five bed jams. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to play a pot with you when I have aces because I can lose. Right. It's not no limit. Like you get three fucking cards kind of like I'm a little shook right now. So I ended up folding because I didn't want to lose and like wanted to secure the W. And from that day on, I made a vow to myself to never do that fuck shit again. Wow, I'm glad that you were at least punished. I wish Shin would have had a fucking flush made against him so he nah. learned a little something. No, something no, 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 it got better. Yeah, no, wait, wait, it got better. It got better. Folding's punishment. It got better. So then like, I didn't know the rules of poker, right? Mm. So obviously this is a big pot to me, right? So I get paid, he pays me in blacks, whatever. And those three blacks in about two rounds go straight into my pocket. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Going south on Yeah, them. sure. Man. And then eventually they're Hold like, up. hey, what happened to your blacks? Yep. I'm like, I didn't know anything. I was like, they're right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't, I wasn't even trying to, I literally went like, yeah. like right here. and they're like, you can't do that. <laughs> She'd be like, Conrad fucking raked them. Right, yeah, Conrad, and Conrad I'm just them. like, oh, okay. He's the drop. first person to take money off the table. Now he's the first one to put money on. It's the incredible table. that he's found me. Like, how on earth did we ever become friends? This kid is like the biggest nit deep down in his core. I too am a nit at heart. Like, but, I think you start one way or the other. And yeah. It's I mean, just, you learn. That, yeah. That's the thing, Burke. You have to seek your opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just like get coaching by the same right. mix. Like yeah. I, I like, was, I was so different. I had never played limit poker before in my life. The first time I ever officially went to a casino, we went to Silver Creek Card Room or Casino or whatever you want to call it. They had slots and poker, and they only had limit at the time. So Lamana, myself, and our friend Greg, we go and we play this three-six limit game. 
and I get buried like a hundred bucks. Can't take it. They start a shorthanded five ten limit game, and I'm fucking in. I'm just in with <laughs> yep. case money. I have like three hundred bucks in front of me. I get ace ten suited. I remember scooping a big pot and snap racking. <laughs> I, that happened to me once in a limit game where uh, I was playing one two limit, and somehow six people got stacked in one hand. That's like, impressive. It was a one two limit game, and I won a roughly hundred eighty dollar pot where I just had king-queen on like king-queen-deuce and someone would go like two, call, 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 get back to the kid. He would raise to four sure. and people would keep calling out of spite. And I was like, I got top two, we're going to make it six. <laughs> and then he kept making it eight. And I was like, all right, you're going to make it eight. I'm going to cap it. And yeah. then everyone kept calling out of just sheer anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's board, beautiful. Yeah, board runs out. We're like a nine-ish trips. I just table the king-queen after no one has any chips left in front of them. And everyone just gets up and walks away. And that was my introduction to limit poker. I, I remember being so shook when I sat down. The dealer had like post my blinds for me. I was I was just like out of my element. Like it took me half a decade before I was even comfortable to like walk up to a blackjack table with my friends and like feel okay standing there. Like the idea of organized gambling to me was so fucking intimidating. Bro, Conrad was raking so much money that I stopped going to... I literally took a three-hour bus to Atlantic City instead of going to play at his games. Until I'm he staked me. I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure, going. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I made a few people stop playing poker in general. Like, yeah, you busted them. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, just like, they just watched what was going on. They were like, okay, I'm never playing poker again. Yeah, like, you, you know, like, how live games have, like, a rake of, like, one big blind per hand? The Conrad games were five big blinds. Five, five big blinds? Five, five, blinds. five, five blinds, blinds per hand. And you're playing no, no, no hands no, now. No, 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 Oh, was and, it? Yeah, and oh. that was that was the bottom. How is that beatable? No, it's not beatable. You just gotta. <laughs> I mean, not now, but like yeah. then it probably. Lamanna and I used to beat a one-one game. Conrad where was, the it best was player in the game. Lamanna, oh, yeah. No, and I but played, that was the base. Conrad was. Lamanna <laughs> and I played a game at that same Silver Creek Casino when they first started No Limit. It, it was one-one yeah. No Limit, forty-dollar min, forty-dollar max. So you bought in for forty big blinds. Yeah. It was a four-dollar rake and a one-dollar bad beat drop. We beat this game for thousands. Yeah, not the first thousands. night. The first night, I think I lost six hundred dollars somehow in that game. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's super possible. After that, after that I got a hang of it. No. But Silver <laughs> Creek wasn't your first experience live, right? What was your first experience in the casino? It was Can AC. I think. The first experience was AC. Um, I went there with my dad and it was the same thing, right? They didn't have no limit holdem. That's how right. old I, right? <laughs> wait, wait. So you lost $600 in a one, two limit game? One, one, no one, limit. One, one, no limit. $40 cap. Yeah. How many buy-ins is that? Four. That's seven and a half buy-ins. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, it's seven and a half buy-ins, but it's only yeah. six. Just a little downswing. Right, right. <laughs> I just know from like the way the game was played back then, chips didn't go in the pot that easy. No, bro, we would be like, wait, we'd be like all in for $6 on the river and get folds. Into like a two hundred dollar pot. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, it was back in the same bet era. You would bet four on the flop, four on the turn, four on the river. You probably you probably bluffed so much in that spot. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like you know, in weird ways, like we'd have ace king that we would just play to the death, mm. and like you know, jam river for quarter pot, and they're just mucking. <laughs> so game, my right? first, yeah, my first um, casino experience. I just turned twenty one. My dad takes me to AC. And I'm I'm can't wait to go to the Taj. You know, I've seen rounders, and I'm just like, yes, I can't wait to get there. I go. They have 
three six limit. I sit down. I'm playing. This is probably my dad didn't even come to the toilet. He was playing like blackjack at Bally's or wherever we were staying, and um, and I just lose track of time like you do playing poker. And I'm up. I'm crushing it. I'm up like five hundred bucks. And all of a sudden, over the loudspeaker, I hear telephone call for Brian Lamana. My dad calls <laughs> pre cell phone. He had no. Yeah, right. This is it. I didn't have a cell phone, and. He was just like, he had no idea that I could play poker for that long. It was probably like three in the morning. He's worried sick that someone like hit me over the head and like took all my money. And he's just like, where are you at? What are you doing? I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if you got mugged or what. I'm like, all right, I'll be home in a little bit. (laughs) But um, that, that was, uh, that was the first experience. And then I probably didn't think I really made it in poker until uh, I win a full tilt package to the main event 2006 i'm so excited right oh my god i'm gonna get to play the main event and uh, i want a party poker package that year we you got to stay yeah, yeah exactly. we got to stay at mgm right they put right. us up party so poker like, did it right they i remember they put you they gave you like they gave you uh airfare hotel and the buy-in but you had to like wear their gear so i'm like i have my full tilt but did you feel like jacket? cool though? Cause you were wearing the full. Well, tilt. as you can see the picture, <laughs> I was like, I have to get some good shades and I'm going to look cool. <laughs> and, oh, they didn't get to those. Glasses. And I don't know who the person was that snapped that picture, but that picture just lives on. It's iconic. His mother so has good. this picture framed. Literally above the fire. She has it framed house. at awesome. my house. All right. Not only that, every, I played the main event for the next 15 years and every that single year, day one, old. my mom, on Facebook, puts that picture, <laughs> like, not because, like, that's it's funny, awesome, because, though. like, hey, that's a cool picture of Brian. It's Brian, such a meme to the rest of us. how long and, ago was that? Put, 2006. Yeah, we just looked it up. 2006. 2006? Yeah. yeah. Every year, she puts it up. Good luck, Brian, with the, with the um, shamrock emoji, and, <laughs> and that just blasts it up. Uh, For 16 yeah. years, it's been a meme. Bro, that's <laughs> cool. Though. Like, it's cool that your mom plays. No, I mean, that's, that. that's yeah. a mother's love, right? Yeah, She's yeah, just, yeah, yeah that's of cool. course. That's of super course. cool, for sure. She's got his Can-Am poker yeah. championship from Seneca nah, Niagara I, I just, all the way back in 2008 just wa- sitting on the mantle I wonder whatever happened to those sunglasses oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> wow. do you think I was gonna get rid of these that's incredible big Versace shades and shit are, yeah. Brian, Brian can I see iconic, them dude. what can I see them you can see them yeah wow this is like the passing of the torch oh my god I'll, I'll never forget the first time that Lamana took me to AC where we could actually afford a hotel room. Wow. We were playing at the Brigada, but obviously we can't stay at the Brigada because it's like, you know, hundreds of dollars a night. Oh no. And we're grinding like, I don't know, Daft Punk. Two five maybe uh, at the time. So we, we go there and he's like, ah, oh, don't worry. Like I have this spot that we stay in. It's, it's perfect. It's like 40 bucks a night. Right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, and he takes me to this hooker hotel that's like off the highway <laughs> in the middle of fucking the worst desolate area. Over you... toward Borgata, right? Like yeah, on yeah, the, on yeah. the opposite side. On the other yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> it's this like nobody down. Like I, I'm positive you could rent this place by the hour and just like bang a hooker in it. And he's just like, yeah, this is this is our place. Here you go. Like, <laughs> here's our, and we have to walk to the Brigada across the fucking highway. <laughs> I'm just That's like, nuts. oh my god, we're gonna die in this place. And like, I was so shook the first year of playing poker 
it was so against everything that I stood for, like traditionally speaking. I'm like, I'm staying in these seedy hotels that are somehow worse than the places we were staying on baseball trips, which were <laughs> fucking dumps to begin with. You should have got paid. Well, man is just embracing. He's like, it's not the garage mall. That's right. Hey, you should have lived like us. It's a step up in the garage mall. You know yeah. what? I said they should have lived like us. Yeah, we, we had, always we had a free rooms. Borgata, Harris. Yeah, we lived. You in guys the, came so in much the, in the free room era. Yeah, yeah. but you guys came yeah. so much further after. Like yeah. we were free literally room, year yeah. one. The Borgata was open. Like they weren't giving shit away no, for free to some no. young kids who were grinding one two. No, yeah, yeah. yeah they they probably free, didn't know my. Age you would get free rooms to playing one two. <laughs> yeah, you used to get free rooms all day, like for a week. Like, wow. No, so yeah, you would get like three days for me, three days for Conrad, three days for Oscar. Well, poker was like so much bigger than yeah. it was like such a it was more of like a main stage thing I yeah guess. but they now used to like, also oh. like play yeah. baccarat and i, I, was I didn't play some DJing oh, okay. at this point in life. let's not get Naturally. that twisted <laughs> yeah it wasn't an accident that conrad kept his dealing job no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> you, your poker stuff started with the penny jar right uh technically yeah i mean leman and i used to play these like home games where we would use pennies for chips they would represent quarters uh but we didn't understand really anything we we played bomb pots. We, we were the original inventor of bomb pots. We would ante a quarter, and then everybody would get their two cards and would see a flop. So we didn't have any pre-flop betting rounds in No Limit. People should check out uh, Origins on the... Uh, yeah, that's like, true. Uh, yeah, we detailed this. Shout out to uh, Pigtails Production for yeah. doing that documentary wow. for us. Wow, you guys started bomb pots. Uh, technically speaking, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but yeah. Uh, and I was, I was the cheat because I didn't understand table stakes. So every how time long? I wanted the bluff, I would just grab the penny jar and bet it. How long did it take <laughs> you to find out that there were no clocks in the casino? There's no clocks in the casino? No. I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, just now. Hey, wait, no, there's no, wait, wait. There's no either. clocks in the casino? No. No, I, I, I knew that, but like, I. I it, you know how I found out? I'll book. tell you how I found out. Like, I was at Tropicana and I would, we would take a bus from <laughs> New York City down to to Atlantic City and then they would like give you like a voucher or whatever. Sure. And at the time like my phone died and I had just lost a huge pot and I'm like tilted and I'm like okay what time does my bus go back? And I'm like looking for a clock and I'm like and I must have scoured the whole Tropicana <laughs> and I'm like where the fuck is the clock? Like <laughs> I have to go and then eventually like I ask a security guard I'm like what time is it? And he tells me the time and I'm like, where are the clocks? And he's like, son, there's no clocks in the casino. No windows, no clocks. No clocks, no windows. They don't want, they don't want to get lost, lose track of time I also was looking for easy. windows. I'm like, I'm like, yo, what time is it? Because you could like kind of tell. Yeah. I was like, if it's bright or nothing, not, yeah. Dude. It was, wow. it was incredible. I didn't know that. I didn't know you didn't know that? Clocks, the casino, yeah. I no mean, clocks, no really windows. I'm not really telling your, what you did those days, like your grind. I used to go from Metro PCS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I worked at, like, literally, I would just leave work, like, on a Tuesday. I would, I would put my work, this was, like, right before they changed it, like, uh, to T-Mobile or whatever. And then, like, they would, I would put my work, like, right, whatever. I would leave work Monday, Monday at 5, and then go straight to Atlantic City, play two days straight, because I didn't even know there were, like, hotel rooms available until like I met these guys and stuff and they started getting them. <laughs> and then I would come back Thursday morning at Atlantic City straight into straight into work. Which was dude, those were the best days. Like yeah. those are the best days. Like leaving work, go straight to Atlantic City, play two days straight, come back to work. I never have a job. You, I wouldn't know. Did you ever you never had a no, job? I quit either, like right? immediately. At yeah. this time like in my beginning I was a Manny. So mm. I used to go from 
straight from poker games, ending at like, I don't know, noon, 11 the next day, and just go straight into being taking care of children. <laughs> I do remember uh, I worked for my uncle during the summer, like just clearing off pipelines. Um, and I do remember I had, I had to be at work at like 7 a.m. one day, and I was in Polish Hill with you playing with yeah. those guys in the quarter 50 game that we played. And I had been up all night. I won a few hundred bucks or whatever. I rushed from downtown Pittsburgh to where I had to be, which was probably like a 45 minute drive, if not longer. And as I was uh, getting through Leechburg, the light by the Dairy Queen, I remember I like started to doze off and I was just like highway hypnosis. Couldn't, couldn't, I had no idea what was going on. The light was dead red and it had probably been red for like minutes. But in my head, the light didn't even exist. And I'm just hitting it at like 50. And as I'm about to go through the intersection, I look to my left and see a car coming and I just hard right it towards Melwood. Oh my God. Like as if that was my yeah. intention the entire time. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I almost died. Then I put in a full day's work. I hadn't slept. Like I'm running a chainsaw and like all this heavy, heavy equipment. Heavy equipment, yeah. Yeah, I'm just Cheering. like, someone's gonna die. Honestly, this, this not is... a lot has changed. Like I like. I, I literally leave Bellagio and come here. No, you're sick. You, you're you're absolutely you're sick. on that grind. Like, honestly, it's not a lot. Bro, you're shit. absolutely sick. At some point, like you have to have enough money where like you don't need to put in three thousand hours. No, anymore. like you have to do it, bro. You have to love the process. You tell me that all the time. Bro. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. process, not necessarily the actual uh, work itself. <laughs> I don't know. I just like he's playing. a humble poker player in the Bellagio. Sure. All right, that's going to bring us to a conclusion of today. I hope you guys enjoyed this trip down memory lane. If you want a little bit more on my origin story, Brian's and Christian's, uh, check out Origins. It's a docuseries that we did. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. You can see that playlist there. Also, don't forget, coming up, we do have the Poker Out Loud Academy. Anybody who's interested in that can sign up at academy.solveforwide.io. Uh, and lastly, don't forget that Ne this time next week, I'll be in Pittsburgh uh, streaming every single day for BetMGM. So we're going to be dealing with uh, a lot of Mar Ma March Madness sweats. Uh, I think they gave me a little bit of money to gamble in the sportsbook with. So we'll, uh, we'll be splashing around. Uh, oh, and lastly, away, uh, you're giving away 5% of that, right? Yeah, whatever oh, happened. 5%? Oh, nah, that, oh, we forgot right. about that. that because the, the first cut, episode had a little bit date. of technical yeah. difficulty. Yeah, yeah, that episode got cut. No, 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 no. The people of Pennsylvania, you guys stick together. It's true. Yeah. You guys are like one. <laughs> Yinzers unite. Yeah, his, yeah, you have to do something. The money to, can you only can't be go used back. on Heinz 57. Yeah, you can't go back to Pittsburgh and not give your people, you know? Mm -hmm. You just they, have to give something away, it's man. It's really generous. You have to. Yeah. So yeah. the 5%, it's just, it's just a little tax for the people. You're my it's mod. It's not even so a tax. It's like... Well, you're, it's just, you're my mod. You'll have to come up with... You're what, just uh, thanking them for their support. What, you'll have to come up with, with whatever giveaway we're doing. But we ain't doing shit. Nobody's getting anything. Nah, nah. No, I am giving away a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think we're giving away like rake from I think we're giving away like ten phase tickets a day that are fifty-five bucks each, trying to get give people a chance to get into the main event. You're giving them away. I'm yeah. giving away. Nice. Well, Conrad's giving them away. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I, I suppose yeah. maybe I can do some sort of giveaway where no, five but listen, people this get one percent. He's not giving away anything unless all you start co commenting your favorite story of all these stories. If you comment, you know, what's your favorite story? We'll pick someone 
they'll get 5% of what is it? The main event or something that, <laughs> yeah, let's just do like, the main like, event. Like, that's yeah. just the main event because then no, it's, like, it's hard to keep track, right? hundred K guarantee, one K buy-in. I'll give away 5% to the main event to a lot. I mean, event. also, but hold on time out the heads up part is they're giving putting 10k extra in there they are putting 10k I, extra i top. think that you can give away five percent of that as well i i don't look nobody wants five percent of my heads up action i'm not very good at that uh you know i gotta eat too uh, there's a lot of ketchup to buy when i get back there so yeah if i you, think that's fair five percent of the main event yeah. to someone that comments below their favorite part of the stories that we all told must like as well you can like sure. it as well please like and subscribe all right, that's going to wrap it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this extended version of Only Friends podcast. If you haven't already, please click that little bell, subscribe to us, leave a like, a comment, anything that will help us in the algorithm. We appreciate you all so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.